Yo, what's up everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the podcast we like to call Brother Level Sports. You already know who it is, man. It's your host, Corey Lovett, and you already know who I'm here with, man. My brother, my co-host, Carl Lovett Jr. What's up, man? How we doing, man? I'm good, man. Good? How you feeling today? Oh, uh, man, I'm good. You know, another great weekend. Great th- three-day weekend. Yeah, three-day three day weekend. Hope everybody had a good and safe Labor Day weekend. I know I did. You know, got a chance to get some good food, check out the Wing Fest. It's pretty good and um uh, Wingfest was pretty good. Yeah, it was a good weekend. That's finna lead over into another great weekend. So yeah, absolutely. we before talking about it. Uh a lot of good college football kicked off this weekend for sure. Uh so that's what we gonna we're gonna dive right into it. Obviously we gotta start with Coach Prime, man. We gotta we gotta talk about it because this to me was the highlight of the college football football weekend. Uh highlight of the sports weekend. Yeah, yeah. absolutely, absolutely, for sure. Um, obviously, we know NFL is about to kick off here in, here in a little bit, but uh, so we're we gonna get into some division winners and predictions here later. But first, we got to start with Coach Prom. So obviously, you know we seen this weekend Colorado winning the TCU to face face the uh, defending uh, runner ups of the national championship, and and Colorado was able to come out with the victory, forty five to forty two, in an absolute uh, just a shootout, man, absolute shootout where. Uh, Shador Sanders, uh, son of Deion Sanders, was had a, a tremendous day throwing for 500 yards, completing 38, 38, uh, 47 passes, and throwing for four touchdowns. And uh, obviously, we seen the talent on display from uh, Travis Hunter, just the versatility of, of that of that young man. And mm-hmm. and we're gonna talk a little bit later whether you know we think if he can sustain that level of play on both sides of the ball for the for the. Uh, Totality, totality of the season, but first I want to just get your reaction, man, on, on, because I know, obviously we both had eyes on this game, as I'm pretty sure the whole country did. So I just want to get your thoughts, man. What are your takeaways? Or are you surprised that they went in there and did it? Like, like, let's uh, not not to mention these guys were a twenty point twenty point yeah. dog coming into the, yeah. coming into this uh game. Absolutely. So for them to go in here and win, man, that's just that's just pretty impressive and. And uh, I, one thing I, I'm not worried about Colorado in, in in any of these games is them being prepared. I know Dion is going to have have these guys mentally and and, and physically prepared, and, and the discipline is going to be there. But to see them display to to just to come in here and win win the game, man, not not only to cover the spread but to win the game to me was just absolutely amazing. But so I'll kick it to you here, man. What 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 was your takeaways from this? Were you shocked that they won the game? Were you shocked that they covered the spread? Were you shocked that Chador? Obviously, he had questions coming in. You know, obviously with him being at Jackson State, the competition level. So, what were your key takeaways here, man? Uh, well, my biggest takeaway, first of all, more than anything, what a game! I mean, absolutely, what an incredible football game! And no, no matter who you were rooting for, whether you were for Dion, whether you 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 know, whether you're you know, regardless of what you feel about, you know, all about his personality, how he is, you, I mean, whatever the case may be, you had to enjoy this football game because it was a great game. Now, to kind of get into some of the aspects of it, no, I did not pick Colorado to win this game. I don't think, you know, you know, come, I mean, a 1-11 in team last year coming in, you know, 86 new players, a complete U-Haul of the program pretty much. You know, it, it, it's hard to, you know, find – on the road, because we all know the, one of the toughest things to do in college football is to win on the road, if not the toughest thing. So, you know, I didn't expect Colorado to win this game. I did think that 20 and a half, you know, was a little bit, you know, eh, but I can kind of see why. 
they would have uh, spread it out that way. But the main thing that I took away from this game was, you know, when Dion said that, you know, he's coming and he's coming to make an impact, you can't deny that now. I mean, with this, like, and, you know, for him to have these guys motivated the way that he has motivated and to come on and play the way that they played, I mean, Sh- Shador Sanders, you know, I- I've always thought, I said that, you know, like, th- this kid is a kid who came in with expectations, you know, he was a, you know, he's projected to be, you know, he's a highly touted NFL prospect. He's a legit prospect. And uh, you mentioned Travis Hunter. But, you know, the biggest takeaway for me is that, you know, Dion, you know, is really, really changing the landscape of college football as we know it, you know, with the way that he goes about his business and, you know, the way that he's, you know, kind of uplifting this program, he's going about it a different way. And, uh, you know, to see, you know, kind of like just the reaction that is garnished. I mean, like we said, we, we for, for a team to be under the microscope that Colorado is, and Colorado hasn't been good in quite some time. Now, we all know in the 90s they were a powerhouse, legit powerhouse. Um, but for he's he's – I don't think there's any question. He's the face of college football right now. I mean, I don't think you can really question that. And, you know, who, who I, I don't know how many games Colorado can win. We'll, that, that's another discussion for another time, but – yeah, it was great to see him. For someone who's a college football fan like myself, you had to enjoy every bit of what you've seen. Now, they can't rest on their laurels, and I don't think they will because, you know, Dion's going to have those guys, as you alluded to, he's going to have them motivated and ready. But, man, it, it was just a great – Just but, but just to kind of focus on the game on Saturday, man, just what a great thing to see. I watched every minute of it. I know you watched every minute of it. And um, as just a fan of sports, you couldn't help but to – I want to kick it to you, and then I'll, you know, kind of, you know, piggyback a little bit more. But man, just what what a special thing to see what we saw on Saturday. Yeah, absolutely. I I, I totally concur. Uh, just just awesome to see, man. I mean, I think obviously, like you alluded to, some some people you had you had to enjoy the game, whether or not you like Dion, whether or not you think he should have left Jackson State, Jackson State, whatever you thought. But I think collectively. As a community, a lot of us was was sitting in front of that TV when 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 those clocks when that clock hit triple zeros, I think all of us were sitting in front of that TV and and a certain joy came over a lot of us because I think you know I think like you said, Dion is pretty much changing the culture and the landscape of college football as mm-hmm. it is and as we know it, and kind of to get back to the game. When watching this game, like you said, you watch every minute of it. I watch mostly every minute of it. One thing that I took away from it, that Colorado didn't lay down. They didn't quit. No. Because everything, because, like, give TCU credit, too. Like I said, these are obviously, you know, they, they're coming back from, they've got new players, too, but they're coming off of a, a national championship loss. But give them credit. They... They didn't fall into the hype. They did. They didn't lay down either. Every time Colorado answered, TCU answered. Every time Colorado was hit with a big play, like I said, it was a shootout. I was absolutely going back and forth. So, Born burner, yo. the thing with Colorado, I think a lot, a lot of us, and I, and I'll even say it myself, when TCU kept coming back and kept hitting them, and I, I was kind of thinking, okay, maybe TCU is 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 about to take off, but maybe TCU is is maybe this is the time. But it was like every time down every drive, Shador did something, Travis Hunter did something. It was like one 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 uh 
thing that really stood out to me when TCU was about to take kind of take control when they were driving and they were in the red zone, that interception from Travis Hunter. Mm-hmm. That's just a, a, a guy, a talented young man just going out and making a yeah, play. That's just a, play, that's, that's just a playmaker yeah. there. So, like I said, man, TC, TCU, they were coming back every time and Colorado did not lay down. They did. They did. They did not give up. They didn't quit. They they kept. They kept coming back. And man, just to see, man, like you like you alluded to, man, Shador, in his first game, breaks the school record. Unbelievable for passing yards. Absolutely unbelievable, man. You can't. You like. You can't really write. You can't write this stuff, no. man. I just think it, it, it's awesome to see, and I think that Dion, man. Like I said, I don't. I have no question that he'll have these guys ready to play every every single week. Mm-hmm. Now, like you said, I don't know how many games they'll win. I, I took a, a brief look at their schedule. I think I think they can win. Win a, a, a my, they'll win more than one game for sure. Yeah, better than last year. But yeah, there's no doubt in my mind that Dion will will, will will definitely have these guys ready to play. And they and they got Nebraska next week. I don't think they they will they will rest on their laurels or anything like that. They should think, win that game pretty pretty pretty. Yeah, they're they're a two they're a two point two point favorite yeah. going in, but you just never know. I mean, it's going to be a Boulder, and 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 that that stadium is going to be rocking. Rockin'. Like you said, it's hard. It's one of the hardest thing to do in college football is win on the road. So, uh, hopefully that they they can uh, they can build on the momentum that they that they got off of this win and and, and mm-hmm. just kind of kind of keep it going for the rest of the season. But man, I, I'm I'm so excited to see it, and and I'm rooting for Dion, and I'm rooting for Shador and Travis Hunter, man. I really am. Yeah, and, and you know, it, it, to to kind of piggyback on that, you know, to, to point, you know, to what we just say, you know, Dion is you know is you know taking the college football by storm is going about it a different way and really changing the landscape of the trajectory that we know college football to be, and you know, just I I, I said it many a times, you know, he he obviously took a lot of criticism by the way how he came in, how he, you know, just completely you know went in and. You know, pretty much good at the program because that's what he did. I mean, but you know, my my pushback and my retort always been to that. Like, I mean, the guy inherited an eleven and one team. I don't see any, one and eleven. One, yeah, yeah. I'm sorry, nah, he ain't inherited eleven. <laughs> but uh, a one and eleven team, and I always said, you know, I don't understand the criticism, but seeing somebody come in and inherit a one eleven team, and, and you know, taking the guy clean house, cleaning basically. house. I mean, what? I mean, where, where's the criticism lying at? I mean, because the, the team was 1-11 for a reason. Obviously, because right. those players weren't good enough. Right. You know what I mean? And also, to kind of add on to that, you know, Dion, I think, from this point forward, has to be viewed upon in a different way. Uh, just simply because, you know, those guys clearly buy into what he's selling. Absolutely. And, you know, I don't think there's any question about that. And the, the thing about and the way that college football is set up now with this with with the portal, uh, with with the transfer portal and NIL, which we don't really don't know what the rules are and I don't think anybody does, but it allows you to come in and be able to do what Dion is doing. You know, I don't. A lot of people don't know Colorado when they signed Dion to the uh, brought Dion in, and you know they signed to a deal. They didn't. They they couldn't afford the contract that they that they um that they uh signed him to. They pretty much made an investment in him, and so when they signed him to this contract, I, I think they brought him in with the expectation that he was going to be able to turn this around rather quickly. Yeah, and you know, I I don't think they've 
we've seen anything that would deter us from thinking that he can. Like I said, I don't know what the I mean. The new AP poll came out today. They're currently ranked twenty two. Whether yeah. they, whether they'll be able to stay at that point, listen, I, I think it's already a step forward. No matter what they're ranking, whether they go ahead and win one, whether they if, if I don't think they will, but just say for instance they don't win another game for the rest of the season, the notoriety and the attention that he's brought to this program just in his six less than six months of being there is already a step in the right direction. You know, he's already garnered the attention, the recognition of the program, and I think it will get better. I don't never – now, will he go on to be this great college football coach that goes on to win multiple national championships? I don't know that. But there's no question that this really looks like it truly has and makes it being something truly special. Absolutely. And, you know – Last point is this, you know, these kids, uh, these, like I said, these kids buy into what Dion is selling. And I do think that, he, I do think that he'll get this program to be respectable when it, because like, you know, they're in the Pac-12 this year, but the Pac-12 is essentially dead after next year, after this year. I right. Mean, and they'll be moving to the Big 12. Listen, he, when he said he had skill position players, I mean, we, we, that, that was the biggest thing. I think that was the biggest discrepancy I've seen on the field. Actually. Shout out to There's, Dylan Edwards yeah, too. Yeah. True freshman. Uh, and Shadora Sanders again. You, I mean, what more can you say? I mean, Colorado coming into that game hadn't had a, a, a had had a three hundred passing yard game in since twenty eighteen. Yeah, and for him in his first game to go and do what he did was just something truly special. But yeah, uh, Coach Prime off to a good start. We'll see what else is is in the near future. But man, it was something truly special to witness on Saturday. There's yeah, no absolutely. And like you said, man, they're buying what uh, Coach Prime is selling, and I think a lot of that has to do with number one. When he goes into the into these in the into these kids' houses, number one, he, all he really can say is "I'm prime." Right. That's I mean number one, and number two, I think what separates prime from a lot of these coaches not not to question anyone's passion or anything, but prime has always had a passion to coach coach like kids, mm-hmm. and and I think he went about it the right way. Like he started little like coaching his son, so he's recruiting guys. Like I think he said, Dylan Edwards. Dylan Edwards played for him when he was in the fourth or fifth grade. I think he said. Yeah. So that's the definitive definitive edge I would give Dion over a lot of these coaches when recruiting. Is he could say number one, I'm prime, and number two, he's always had a passion for coaching these kids, and he can touch these kids in a different way than a lot of these other coaches can. Absolutely. Like when you think about it, what can what can another coach uh, who can relate to these kids in a better way than prime? What can what advice can prime Another coach give these kids on life and you know how to reach and be be it play at the highest level that that prom can't. I mean, we're talking about a player that was is, is an all time great player, right? And it is unique to see somebody who was that great in their own right have this type of passion because we don't really right. see that. Usually, people that are that great don't have the passion, they don't have the patience to go out and do what prom's doing because mm-hmm. you know. You just get, you just generally see great players who try and coach. You know whether it's a, a Magic Johnson, or, you know who they just they look at these kids like, well, why can't you do it like this? Well, they can't do it, Magic. Right. They're not they're you. They're not you. Right. You know, but Prom just seems to have the patience and the passion. To yeah, do that. absolutely. That's why I think it's going to work more than anything. And also, I would give Prom credit for this. Like, for example, like a guy like Travis Hunter. You mean you? We 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 watch a, a quite quite a bit of uh, uh, high school football around here. What do, what do most of these star athletes do? They play, play both, both sides. They of the play ball. both sides of the ball. So a guy like Travis Hunter, who has played both sides of the ball in high school, Prom can go to him and say, "Hey, I know how that feels." Because Prom played both mm-hmm. sides of the ball in college and NFL yep. too. Played a little bit of receiver for the Cowboys. Yep. 
So he can go to a guy like Travis Hunter and say, "Hey, I'm gonna let I'm gonna let you play both sides of the ball because I know how I feel. I know I've he he's had that itch of one wanting to play both sides of the ball. So that's also a, a recruiting edge to him because a lot of these young kids now are playing both sides of the ball and they want that same thing in college and at a high level. So now with that being said, I, I kind of want to transition to this question about Travis Hunter. Obviously, we've seen him over a hundred yards. Uh, this Saturday, and we seen that awesome pick, and he dropped. He man, he he dropped two t- a touchdown and and a pick. But do you can you see Travis Hunter sustaining this level level of play at, at a high level? And because I'm not saying that I worry about him, you know, tiring himself out or anything. Because uh, I believe he'd be prepared. But like I said, that that that'll be a toll on, on any anybody mm-hmm, anyone's no body. So. What 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 chance do you see him like? For, okay, first of all, do you think he, you think he's better from what you just seen Saturday? I, I've watched a little bit of Travis Hunter because he he was on. Uh, I don't know if you know Destroying who holds like these one on one outings. So I, I've 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 seen a little bit of Travis Hunter. He's new to some people, but I, I've seen a little bit of. Him. Um, but from what you what you seeing from him, do you think number one he's a better receiver than corner? And do you think he can can sustain this level of play playing both sides of the ball for the totality of the season? Well, physically, I don't know. That would that that would be a tough ask to to continue that. Uh, you know, I I would say as far as this year, I would say yeah, he's prepared for this year. But you know, projecting going forward, it's hard to envision someone you know staying on that kind of trajectory because you know f- physics will tell you that that's you know right. not sustainable. But I, I will say this about him: I think he's more. I think he's the best equipped to do it more than we've seen anybody else do it. I mean, you know, you alluded to Prom did it well, but you know, Prom, uh, you know, I don't think he was as skilled on. But I think I think he was. I think he was a much better corner than he was. Right. This this guy Travis Hunter, man, he's going out there running deep outs, curl routes. He, I mean, he dropped a couple of passes, mm-hmm. but you know, he has the ability to be to be to be really good on right. both sides. I and then on defense, he's running the route for the guys. Yeah, like you know, I mean, you know, you alluded to the great, the, the just a big play, and he dropped. I think he, I think he dropped like two other picks mm-hmm. in that game too. So this guy can, this guy is, is is tremendously skilled at both at both aspects of the ball. I mean, we've seen other guys. You know, you alluded to Prime, uh, Charles Woodson. We've seen Champ Bailey, Adore uh, Jackson, play a little bit. Adore Jackson. Side, yeah. You know, I, I was just getting ready to say him. Uh, uh, Patrick Peterson to a certain degree, but I don't think they were as, as talented on both sides of the ball mm-hmm. as this kid is. I mean, this is what he profiles. I mean, he was the number one overall recruit coming out of high school just for this reason. And I think I think one of the biggest reasons that you know he he went to Coach Prom and they, he he could he felt very good at committing to Coach Prom because he was going to allow him to see him, him do this. Because I'm not so sure other coaches in other programs would have would have allowed him to do this. Right, you know, but. And that's he, why I say he gets the recruiting edge. But, can 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 yeah. he can he keep that up? I don't know physically what that toll would take on him, but I would think right now he's showing why we're having having that conversation because this guy's really good. He's an no. he, I mean he he's an elite on both sides, no matter which ones you put him at. He's he's a playmaker on the field, no matter what. Yeah, in all totality, man. Like like you said, I think that Dion is really building a culture and and building a a, a winning culture here, and. They'll they'll be moving to the Big Twelve next year, and uh, I'm not sure if Shador will, will. I don't I don't even know if he's eligible for the draft or whether he'll go. What what he'll do, but I'm sure I'm sure Dion can get a quarterback now. But here's the thing: in the Big Twelve, Big Twelve have never been accused for playing defense ever. Right? No, absolutely ever. not. 
So and now you think about it now that Texas and Oklahoma are going it's, right. It's probably really finna get even worse now. So so hey, but in all in all in all totality, I think Colorado has something something serious here, yeah. and that 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 can be good. Yeah, for, I don't for think years we can question Dion's and his methods and the way he's choosing to go about it because we're seeing the results, you know, unfold before our eyes. And we just seen if anybody watched last night a coach who 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 I'm gonna who, get to who, that who, who was at a prominent program at, at the top of college football. Who has been unwilling to, you know, you know, adjust and adapt right. to the college football? We've seen him, him pretty much, you know, at, at the comes to flushing his program right. down the toilet. I was so. just gonna say that before. I was gonna say this weekend watching college football. I, I had a, I had a few things, not just with the Colorado game, because you know, obviously, all eyes and that, like you said, that was the most popular story probably in sports this weekend. But just looking at college football throughout this weekend, I had a couple of takeaways. Number one was. Dabo Sweeney is going to have to swallow his pride. Absolutely, and that that and just adjust to the way that it is now. That was probably the most humbling thing that a coach could probably go through with Dabo Sweeney went through last night. Absolutely, I mean to go into Durham to Duke and just get n- not beat, but 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 just to get routed yeah, in the just, way that yeah, he did. Yeah, you just that has to hum. I mean, if because you, I mean, you look at what I mean. You you look at these programs that came up these these prominent programs, uh, USC, Lincoln Riley coming over there. Just completely, you know, invested all in the NIL and, and not necessarily NIL, but the transfer portal. Mike Norvell, who just put that smacking on uh, on LSU the other night. You saw the receiver, uh, Keenan Coleman, mm-hmm. absolute stud, transferred in from Michigan State. You can bring in guys that could immediately impact your yeah, program absolutely. right away. Yeah. And if Dabo's, I, I don't know, I, I don't know if it's pride. I don't know, I don't know what the situation is with the, with the, the old fashioned way. With the old fashioned way, I don't know. Or maybe 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 it's a booster issue. I don't know, but he has to understand that. That's why I always call Nick Saban the greatest football coach, not just college coach, the greatest football coach ever above Belichick, because he's never been one to be so prideful to say, "Oh, I, I can just I can just stick in my ways and the game won't pass me by." Yeah. Because the game always evolves. Yeah, you remember it, it was it was a time where Alabama, you know, they they tried out these Jake Cokers and these Brad uh, Brad Smiths yeah. and uh, these AJ McCarrens yeah. and uh, Greg yeah Greg McElroy and and they'd have a top right. a stout defense and that would win them that will win but and they have a uh, star running back yeah but that's no longer and yeah. Nick Saban realized that out he's like you know what. These athletes and these quarterbacks are getting better. Right. I need to start recruiting these receivers. Absolutely. I need to start recruiting these offensive linemen. Let me bring in a Lane Kevin. Let me bring in a Steve Sarkeesian. Absolutely. Because these guys may see something. They see the game from a different realm that I don't. And Dabo Sweeney has just failed to, failed see to realize that. I mean, Well, I think he realizes he just fails to act up on it. Yeah, but so, I, I think I think now if, if, if last night doesn't, doesn't get him, you know, to thinking that, you know, he, he might get passed up because he has. I mean, you look at the way Clemson is going down since Deshaun Watson and Trevor Lawrence left. Right. I mean, they it's it, it's been a it, it's trending it's been trending in the wrong direction for some time. Yeah. Last night was just a culmination of that. Yeah. But like I said, I had I had a couple takeaways. So that was one. Dabble Spring, Dabble Sweeney needs to swallow his pride. Number two, Caleb Williams is not head and shoulders the best quarterback in college football. Hmm. Not head and shoulders. I think he's still the best, but he's not head and shoulders. Okay, who 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 on his shoulders? So this week, man, this weekend, I don't know if you've seen. First, of all, Shador put on put on. Not not saying that he's better than him, but when I just look at it in totality, like I said, Caleb Williams, I I still do believe he's the best. 
But when I look at Michael Penix Jr. from Washington, man, yeah. I know they play Boise State, but this is a guy who has the ability. And, and, and I, I really like Joe Milton, too. Not, not like I said, he has I, the arm talent. Like, he, he doesn't but have, here's the thing, though. He didn't this, have the makeup. I understand. Ahead, I'll let you finish. But this is what I'm saying. Like I said, I still think Caleb Williams is is the best quarterback in college football. But in coming into this preseason, it was just like it was Caleb Williams and nobody else. And I don't think that's as true as as people have made it seem. I think there are some really good co- college quarterback. Uh, yeah, yeah, there college is. Quarterbacks I, I wouldn't say that Caleb here. as long as as, as a star player, but he, he's by far the best. But in terms of, you know, I don't think there's a huge gap. That's just that's just me okay. personally. Okay, L- listen, c- c- me me personally, this is gonna be a mouthful. Caleb Williams is one of the best college quarterbacks I've seen in a very long time. That I, is that is a mouthful. That, I mean, I put it, you know, I, I've seen, you know, I put him right there. You know, Trevor Lawrence, Andrew Luck, Cam Newton, the other guy, Tim he, Tebow. College quarterback. He was a good college quarterback. Don't do that, Carl. Okay, when I, when, I, when I mean best quarterback, I mean, you know, in terms of what I see going – The eye what, test. I, what I see now and all, also what I can prognosticate going forward. <laughs> and I never thought Tim Tebow would ever, you know, amount to anything. got to respect his legacy, but anything. But, but, but aside from that, Caleb Williams is a total package. I mean, he, he has, you know – you know he he has the arm strength, the accuracy, the, the 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 physical ability, the the athletic ability. He just checks off all the boxes. And oh, I felt to mention Drake May too. Drake not, May also. Not, yeah. not saying that he's Drake May, but yeah, Michael Michael Penix is a really good player. But the thing about Caleb Williams is, you know, he just he single handedly is going to be the reason why USC is going to is going to compete for a national championship this year. Because Lincoln Riley, we just talk about Davos Sweeney not waking up. I don't know if Lincoln Riley knows you have to have play some resemblance to defense in order to win the national championship. At some point, he has to realize that. But, but Caleb Williams, like I said, is the best college prospect quarterback I've seen in a very long time, along with Andrew Luck and, and Trevor Lawrence. But for me, it stops there. That's all I'll say. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna indulge in some of these other things. Or oh, he's the closest thing to Mahomes. He he's this and that because Joe Burrow should be up there too, though. Also, yeah, Joe Burrow's yeah. another one. That's that's good. You're absolutely right. I agree with you on that. But yeah, it just stops there. He's the best. He's the best prospect I've seen. I'm not gonna, you know, get into these predictions. Of what he's gonna be right. going forward? Or he is he gonna be the next Mahomes? Because this is what people have to realize. Obviously, talent is you know a key piece, but situations for quarterbacks means more than means you know more than anything. Now, Patrick Mahomes is great. I've said I've sit here and said that he's the best quarterback that I've seen talent wise take the football field, but. It doesn't hurt the fact that he went that he went to Kansas City under Andy Reid. Doesn't hurt. It doesn't. It doesn't hurt that he he came into a situation where there wasn't immediate expectations bestowed upon him. And got he, to sit. Got he to got sit to sit him. his first year. Now Patrick Mahomes. Don't get me wrong. I'm saying he's the greatest I've ever seen play. I think he would. And I think I think you know he would be great, no matter what situation he is. Yeah. But I think it's just icing on the cake. I think the situation in Kansas City allows you to maximize upon his greatness. Yeah, absolutely. Now, do we really think that we would we, we would view Patrick Mahomes in the same regard? Had the had the Chicago Bears taken him at number two? Absolutely not. I don't right. think so. We won't be sitting here talking about all these AFC uh, AFC championship games. We won't be sitting here probably talking about yeah. all multiple. MVPs I've always been a firm believer Bowl. of situations. Situation matter. is everything. So, so yeah. Caleb may be as good as you want as as good as you say he is. But if he didn't go to the right organization, the right-minded head coach, that's going to play a pivotal part in his And that's in the same thing you've always said about Tua, too. Like, right. we, we've thought Tua was good, but we've always thought that he had to be put in the 
correct situations. Like, especially when you come from a, a, a college like Alabama when you're throwing to a track team. Mm-hmm. So what what did the Dolphins do? They went out and got him a track team. Absolutely. They went out and got Tyreek Hill. They went out and got a Jalen Waddle. Well, they drafted a Jalen Waddle. So, I mean, like, these quarterbacks coming in, man, yeah, I, I, I'm i a firm believer. Of, I've always been a firm believer of situations matter. I know, mm-hmm. so I might catch a little flack on this, but... No, nah, I ain't gonna say it. Go ahead. I'm not gonna say it. Go ahead. Because I'm gonna get criticized. Go ahead. No. Not saying that he would have been good. But Baker Mayfield. No. Johnny Manziel. Nah. Not saying that he would have been good. I think situations matter, man. Uh-uh. Not saying I that get, I don't I think I don't think he would have been good, but I think he I think that was more self inflicted than anything. Absolutely. Absolutely. I, I agree with that. Anybody that watched that documentary. Yeah, John absolutely. Told, I agree you with can that. Understand. Johnny didn't want it. John, Johnny didn't want it. I agree with that. But I believe the Browns have always been a dysfunctional franchise, and they still are to this day. Well, not uh, I mean, well they got they've had some issues of late, but I think they'll be getting back on horse here soon. But pretty much all all my life they've been a they've been a pretty much dysfunctional franchise. So him going into that situation, like you said, it doesn't hurt Patrick Mahomes. He went to Andy Reid. Johnny Manziel went to the Browns. Doesn't help him at all. Yeah, but I don't think anything can help you new quarterback because says I've never watched a day of film in my life and I don't play yeah, yeah. on it. Yeah, so yeah. You're right about that. You're I understand right about what you're that. saying. I just don't think Johnny Manziel is the right, uh, you know. Well, well, we just seen one right before our eyes last year. I think a better Geno Smith. Yeah. He came in with expectations to an organization that has had the worst quarterback play in, the, in probably the history of the game. They have a guy who's in the Hall of Fame that I don't know how the hell he got in there. <laughs> and, you know. He goes to he goes to a, a, a you know a team in Seattle with a head coach that believes in it and caters to what they do best. That's the most important yeah, thing. Yeah, well. that's what coaches have to learn. Well, since we're talking NFL, man, we're gonna wrap it up with college and and uh, I'm sure we'll revisit this at another time for sure because uh, man, Texas Alabama this weekend. I think that's gonna be a good one. Let me can I can I make a prediction? Yeah, go ahead. Jalen Milro will be a Heisman finalist this year. Oh wow, that's. That's a that's I a like hot that take. Kid. That's a hot take. I like that kid. Yeah, I think, I like I think he's really good, and I think he he's the type of player that Nick Saban really really believes in. Not that now I don't I, I'm not saying he's I don't say he I'm not saying he belongs in the category. Where yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I mean, a lot of guys can get in the Heisman. Yeah, and you know Alabama's going to win. We yeah. know they're going to be good enough, and I, I think that he'll play well enough to be in the Heisman camp. And I think that you know being able to sit behind Bryce Young and see and observe things. He just he just has to worry about you know making the right plays and not turning the ball over, and you know obviously he's got the best coach to ever do it in Nick Saban. So right, real quick before we move on, but speaking of Texas, I'm just surprised that Archie Archie Manning is not a first year starter. I'm surprised at that. Being well, Quinn Ewers is really good. Yeah, I understand that, but being how highly touted and how highly scouted how how Arch Manning how Arch Manning was, I can understand the process. Well, you don't of, really see true freshmen come in and start right away. I understand that, but this this kid though. I mean, there was so so much buzz around. I just thought I, it was just surprised me that he's not a first year. Nah, starter. not me. I mean, and, I, and I can understand the process of Steve Sar- Sarkeesian, what he's doing. Yeah, have him sit behind a guy for for a you little got, bit. You got to think about guy. what's best for the kid. Yeah, I, mean, I, I don't think you know the best thing that you can do for Arch Man is to temper those expectations. And Quinn Ewers is no slouch. I mean, this guy was a fa- a first round highly talented recruit in his own right. Who left Ohio State? By the way, I'm not too much happy about that. After the way we played quarterback this weekend, we could have definitely used Quinn Ewers. But, <laughs> Uh yeah, I, I'm not surprised by that. Arch yeah. Manning, his time will come. I mean, he's not. You know, he'll be fine. 
yeah, some some Texas some Longhorn fans were really upset that they didn't see him this weekend. But oh, no. why they won convincingly? Yeah, but I think they want man. You know how these fans are, man. They want they want storylines instead of wait. instead of wins. You but, want storylines beat Alabama this week? Don't go your storyline. I think now. hey, I mean oh, they, it can happen. It they can played happen. them really good last yeah. year, so we'll see. All right, man. Moving on, so we're gonna move to the NFL, man. This is this is a topic that I have really been waiting for, and I and I can't wait to get it get to it. So now, at this time, just like last year, man, we're going to give you our predictions for the division winners and, and the wild cards. So obviously, we're going to start. We're going to start with the NFC because uh, the AFC uh, is just absolutely stacked. So yeah, we're going to start. Why don't, with we, the why don't we save the NFC East for last? Because I think you know we're going. We probably me and you both will have a lot to say there. So all right, sure. All right, let's start with the NFC South. Okay, go ahead. So in that division. This one here was pretty. This one was pretty easy for me. I think I I, I took the Saints to win that division. Did you? And kind of kind of going away, because I believe Derek Carr. I believe this this fresh start will be good for Derek Carr. I believe this is what he needed after coming from a guy who never really put his arm around him in John Gruden, and. I believe this is the first start that Derek, Derek Carr really needed. They got they got a good run game. Alvin Kamara, I'm not sure if he'll be there for the start, but uh and we we really don't know if Michael Thomas will will, will regain regain his pro bowl form. But I took the Saints in the NFC South because obviously the Tampa Bay Buccaneers have have elected to start Baker Mayfield week 1, which oh my god, I don't understand why. So I just I I've never been a been a true believer in Baker. And then looking at the Panthers, obviously, you know Bryce Young is going to step in there, and you got the Panthers finishing second in the division. No, no, I oh. just, I'm just saying, I'm just kind of breaking down why. Oh, okay, why, each team, yeah. But just looking at the Panthers, I just feel that that Bryce Young, you know, not not to say that Bryce Young won't be good, but I, you know, I think he'll he'll struggle a little bit, mm-hmm. uh, going going towards, uh, you know, to begin the season, yep. and so I just I just think the Saints. The Saints are, are are the best team in that division, man. I really do. Okay, uh, this division is is I think is the worst in the conference. Um, I could agree. You know. Uh, oh, what do you think? I just want to ask you before I go. Uh, you got a record on the Saints or no? You just think they? Um, because I did a record with mine. I did have a record, but I don't have it down. Okay. All point. right. Well, that, that's fine. Uh, I got this. I got the. I got the Falcons winning this division. Really? Yeah. Now I can remember because I did records too, but I, I think and I have the Falcons at like four and thirteen. At, really? I do. I don't believe in them. I don't. I, I got them winning this division, and I'm going to tell you why. Obviously, we don't know what Desmond Ritter is or what he's going to be. <laughs> we do not. But this team is going to be able to run the football, and. I do think Bijan Robinson is gonna is, is my is my runaway pick to win uh to win Officer Rookie of the Year, and I think he could have a, over a, over two thousand yards this year, not ru- rushing and receiving all together. Yeah, I, I can see that. I like their weapons that they have. I like Drake London. Kyle Pitts is gonna be good this year because he can't get any worse than what he was last year, and anybody that had him in fantasy would know that. And I was I was uh, sadly I was one of them. <laughs> um, but yeah, I. This division is I don't think it'll I don't think it'll be tough to win this division. Um I got Falcons uh, over the Saints. Wow. Yeah, I got I, I got the Falcons at nine and eight winning this division. 
I do. Really? The reason I look, and this was tough for me because I do like Derek Carr. And for the first time in his career, he's going to be playing with a top 10 defense. He 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 got a bad shake in um in Vegas slash Oakland. And I do think he's going to come over there, but there's just so many question marks surrounding the Saints. Uh you 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 brought up Alvin Kamara. Look, he's been He's been on decline the last couple of years. Yeah. And maybe that has to do with the way he's been utilized. Maybe it's taking a toll on him. He's coming into this season uh, banged up. And the one thing I know is you don't get healthier as seasons go on. If you come into the season banged up, you're most likely going to be banged up throughout the duration of the season. So I can agree. I do like Chris Olave. I'm not so sure about the rest of the weapons, though. I just think Atlanta can win. More. I, th- I just think from top to bottom as a roster-wise, I think they're a more complete team than 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 the Saints. Um. And I'll just give a quick overview on the rest of the two teams. I don't really expect nothing more from yeah Baker Mayfield. Uh, I expect him to go. Now he's he, he's got some dudes to throw it to, but I don't trust Baker Mayfield whatsoever. The the, the Buccaneers. Have. The Buccaneers. He's always the, he's always had dudes. Yeah, to he's throw. always he's always had weapons. Uh, I don't expect at, at some point it's going to get so bad that they're going to have to sit Baker again and put Kyle Trask in just to see what they have. So th- I don't they, they won't be a threat at all. And yeah, you, I just you, feel sorry for Todd Bowles, man. I yeah, think he's I was, just, be getting ready, I was just getting ready to say Todd Bowles seems like a lame duck coach at this point. And yeah, the Buccaneers are just going to be, it's not going to be a good season for them. Uh, and the Panthers, you alluded to, yeah, it's going to be tough for Bryce Young. He's going to get beat up this year. He's going to get really beat up. The offensive line isn't that great. I mean, you know, Chark and Thielen, eh, I'm not so sure about the weapons. Um, is. Um, how can I forget his name? Eagles running back from last year. Swift. No. Oh, no. Nah, uh, Miles Sanders. Miles Sanders. Yeah, he's there in Carolina now. Is he more? Was he more a product of what he uh, of the Philadelphia and the talent around him, or is, is he mm-hmm. is he going to revert back to the mean in Carolina? We don't know. So it's going to be really tough for Bryce Young. But yeah, I got the Falcons winning that division by a slim margin. But I don't I don't expect any team that comes out of the division to have any real impact on the NFC. Okay. All right. So let's move to the NFC West. So here, in this division, I have the Seattle Seahawks winning this division. Okay. And reason being, I think they can build off of what they what they were last year. Obviously, Geno had a breakout year, a surprising year for a lot of guys. Um, I just I just like their team. I love I love, like I said, Geno Smith is is uh, turned into a pretty solid quarterback, and and made some really good decisions last year with the ball. wasn't reckless, wasn't sloppy with the ball. But when I just look at, at 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 this division, man, I look at I, I I love I love the Seahawks roster, man. I love Kenneth I love Kenneth Walker. I love I health, love yeah, he got to stay healthy. Yeah, he will. I I believe he will. I love DK. I've always loved DK. Uh obviously, you know they got Tyler Lockett and adding Jackson Smith and Jigba oh, yeah. from Ohio State, man. That mm-hmm. that just add, that just adds to him. And then obviously, you look at the secondary. Obviously, I love Tyreek Woolen. So I mean I just look at their team man, and 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 for me this was because I look at the other teams and I just look at this man obviously I I, I believe the 49ers are going to be there I think they'll be fighting it out but um I gave the Seahawks the edge but just the Cardinals I don't think Calamari I don't even know if he if he'll play this year. No, I don't no. know if he'll play this year. And the Rams I'm hearing reports out of the camp that Matt, Matthew Stafford is if is not having not not being able to connect with these these young players mm-hmm. and Cooper Cup is is doubtful for uh, a f- uh the first few games of the season so I just don't I just don't know about the Rams man I really don't and 
And real quick on the Cardinals. This is what I quick prediction for the Cardinals. I had their record being two and fifteen. Because I don't believe Kyler Murray will play a single snap this year. And but it'll be good for them. Cause I'm not sure if they have any draft capital or not. I don't know if they traded away, but if they do have any draft capital capital, they need to draft Marvin Harrison. Okay. Cause I can see that happening for them. Cause I like I said, I don't think Kyler should play a snap this year. Because it's already reported that he's going to miss the first four games. And they have a very vigorous vigorous schedule. When I looked at their schedule, they're probably still in 0-4, 0-5. At that point, Kyler, there's no point in, in coming back and risking any injury. So I have them being not a factor in this division. So with that being said, I got I got Seattle taking taking the division crown in the NFC West. Okay. Uh, yeah, I, I, I can't say that I, I, I hate that, that I, that I, I think that's crazy. And I can understand. I like Seattle a lot. Uh, you know, I, I, I don't think Gino was just, uh, was a blip last year. I think he's more of a trend. Now he did kind of struggle down the stretch of the season last year, but I think, you know, with another all season, you know, with this team, with these weapons, I love the addition to JSN, uh, I, I, I love this young defense they got. You know, Tyreek Woolen is one of the upcoming cornerbacks in the league. I love, I love the other piece they have. You alluded to Kenneth Walker, and we all know uh, DK is just an absolute specimen. So the weapons are there. They're set up to have success. But I I, I, I tried to talk myself into Seattle, but I just I just couldn't. So I'm I'm gonna stick with San Francisco. Listen, I, I I'm not mad at that. I, I, the, the roster just speaks for itself. Uh, you know this this defense is elite. You know we know what Joey Bosa. Know if Nick Bo, uh, Nick Bosa. We know what Nick Bosa. They'll they'll get that. They'll, I, I don't understand. I don't understand why that hasn't. I don't. I don't understand what they thought was going to happen. I mean, did you, did you not think that you were going to have to back up two Brinkstruck for this guy? This guy's been the best defensive player of the past two years. I mean, you and and, and you saw the guy. Well, I'm going to get to the Rams a little bit, but you saw what Aaron Donald commanded. Wouldn't you think you you weren't going to have to pay him? You know what more would Aaron Donald? I don't. I don't get. But they'll they'll get that. Connected. But yeah, he'll be there along with Fred Warner, along with um, I'm blanking. Ufunga, and you know I did. We we all know what uh, the weapons that they have on offense. We all know about Debo. We all know about Kittle. Uh, we all know about C Mac, who I think is going to win Offensive Player of the Year this year. The question is, well, two questions, and it starts at the quarterback position. It does. Will the clock strike midnight on Brock Purdy, or will he stay at the ball? We really don't know the question to that question. It's a, it's now they a, seem to be sold. Question. Now they seem, sold on them. Now they seem to be sold that, that, that last year wasn't a blip. Now I, I don't know, and you know I don't really want to get to this in too much more in depth. But I said we talked about a little bit about this last year. I don't. I I didn't see the benefit of trading Trey Lance away, especially when you expended mu- that much capital and what you did to get him. The question, the reality is, you you really never really did see what Trey Lance could have been for you, right? You know, and now you traded him away without actually knowing the answer to that question, and took him away from your quarterback depth. Because I mean, am I supposed to believe that Sam Darnold is really if something were to happen with Brock Purdy? Am I supposed to feel hold on Sam Darnold? And you're coming off a season where you found yourself in the NFC Championship game to where you literally had no option at quarterback. Like okay. you literally had no quarterback. Right. But I think a lot of this is, has to do, a lot of them, like you said, it wasn't fair. He wasn't, Trey Lance wasn't judged on a fair scale. I totally agree with that. But a lot of this has to do with the 49ers, I think, is getting rid of, I don't want to say it like this because I don't want it to to be a disrespect to Trey Lance or anything, but 
I didn't think they didn't want him to be a distraction the in the locker room. Yeah, yeah. Because it's, it's kind of like the Cam Mac Jones mm-hmm. thing. You don't want this guy breathing down your neck. Right. Obviously, there are so many questions around this guy being the number three pick or what's he going to do as soon as Brock Purdy starts faltering a little bit. Trey Lance is going to be breathing out his neck. People, the media is going to be ca- calling for Trey Lance. Like, uh, but see, I disagree with that point, though. I don't think the media will, will, will well, I mean, be calling I mean, for Trey Lance. Kyle, because Kyle Shanahan that, will be getting these – like, these will be questions that they'll be asking in, in, in the media, like in at, like in the press conference. Are, are you thinking about going to Trey Lance mm-hmm. next game or things like that? So to avoid that, they just – like Sam, like you just said, Sam Darnold is not a threat to Brock Purdy. I mean, hopefully we don't think. Yeah. But, yeah, yeah if, I, I'm if, with you if, on that. If it gets to the point where Sam Donald is being considered to be come in and win, that means that means things are going bad for you. Yeah, I'm absolutely with you. There are definitely questions on Brock Purdy. I mean, because last year it, it's kind of like, I mean, how, how many games did Brock Purdy play down the stretch? Six, seven? Eight. Eight, I think, yeah. Uh, including the playoffs. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like we don't have we don't have a lot of tape on the guy. No, we don't. We don't have any tape on the guy. Now you're coming look, off an injury. Right. Now you got a little tape on the guy. Now you can kind of now teams can game plan for him. So like like hey, we'll see. Yeah. But so, I will say this about Brock Purdy. I mean, the guy was he was Mr. Irrelevant for a reason. Not to say that that you know you don't find gems in 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 late rounds because we know the goat was the a goat show. was a, was a six round pick. But I'm just saying, That's man. Once in a lifetime, the, the, right? Right. The guy was Mister Irrelevant for a reason. So we we we've got to we've got to uh, just pump the brakes on this. Yeah, and I, I also think you know the the I, I just think their roster is much more talented. Than, I yeah, mean, I, I, alluded, I can understand. I, I alluded that. to Seattle's the weapons that they have. I like Seattle, and we're going to get into rest of our playoff predictions and our wild cards a little bit later. But I like Seattle. Though. They have a good team. I like the direction that they're going in. Pete Carroll's one of the better coaches in the league. But I, I just think that you know. San Francisco and their makeup, their roster, and Kyle Shanahan, you know, with his mindset, they obviously buy in. I just think they're clearly, the, in my opinion, they're they're on a much higher level than uh, uh, than Seattle at this point. To you, I did want to touch a little bit on the Cardinals that you did because you did brought up. I do agree with you. I do I do think the Arizona Cardinals are going, are going to be the worst team in the NFL this year, and I don't think that Kyler Murray will or should play at all mm-hmm. this season. But but my my. My end result to that is a little bit different than yours. You said, you know, draft Marvin Harrison with the number two. If they have any, I have to look on that. I'm not sure right. about that either. Yeah, I'm not sure either. I think they're going to be. I think they're going to be the worst record and uh, have the worst record in the NFL. Kyler Murray won't play this year. They're going to have the worst record, which would them, which would then put them in the decision table whether and whether or whether or not to move on from Kyler Murray at the end of this year. Now, I'm not sure in favor to draft Caleb Williams. Obviously, now I'm not sure. What you would be able to command for Caleb? I mean, excuse me, Kyler. Definitely not with with the uh, Houston Texans commanded for Deshaun Watson, and definitely not with the New York Jets. Uh, uh, I mean, the Green Bay Packers have commanded for Aaron Rodgers because we know Kyler. You know, we, we've heard all these things. There's he, been about, some issues. There about you know he doesn't. He's not the best leader. He's not. He doesn't really get along with coaches and his teammates. Doesn't film playing and coming off an ACL injury. I'm not quite sure. I would think that you. I would think that you would be able to get a first round pick in, in return from. But I'm not sure about that. But I do think the Arizona Cardinals will be in a position at the end of this season wondering what they should do with Colin Murray. Yeah, absolutely. And that, now, that's an option. Draft Marvin Harrison Jr. But, you know, I don't, I'm don't. i not sure how much I would want to wish that on my boy MHJ. You know, I'm an Ohio State fan. I, you know, I would much rather see him going in a more, you know, stable situation than that. But, well, I mean, yeah. when you picked high, you're, not, I've, you're probably not going in a stable situation. So, when you're yeah, going to get picked as a receiver, high, you may. Maybe. Because we, we really don't – I mean, number two – we really don't ever see. I mean, I, I'm trying to think. I think was Jamar. I, I'm not sure where Chase got drafted at. 
I mean, Keyshawn Johnson Six. is the only receiver like I know that in in recent history that went number one in the draft. Yeah. We really don't. He's see the last one drafted that that high. So, yeah, I think the Cardinals are going to have to be are, are going to be you know in that situation at the end. What do we do with Kyler, and what do we do going forward? Is do we be see him now? If they if they finish with the first pick in the draft, I think is I think I think you I think it's a conversation that you got to have. I think you definitely have to evaluate it. Yeah. But. I don't know because I, I don't know what you like. I said again, like I said, I don't know what you'd be able to command for Kyler. I don't think right. you'd be able to get the package that uh, you know because. But I mean, if you look at it, if you look at it from this standpoint, that maybe you get whether we still got something for him, and we still can get our guy, a guy who mm-hmm. we uh, uh, number one, who, who, whether it be Caleb Williams, and so you got to ask yourself this: Would we rather? build around Kyler going forward by drafting a receiver, whether it be Marvin Harrison Jr., whoever, or would we rather just kind of blow this thing up and kind of build with the new guy? Well, it would be it would be an easier route to do that would be would be to move away from Kyler and, you know, you bring, think in so? rookie, bring in a rookie quarterback to build because you won't be old. In the, but the thing about it is Kyler's owed a lot of money. Right. I was like, just about to say, they just Whatever team you move into, I'm sure they're not going to take on that full country. I'm sure you're going to have to fit the bill for something. Yeah. So how much would you really benefit from moving on from Kyler's? I mean, it's, it, it, it's going to be a tough thing. Nah, does it, Kyler have any value right now? That's, that's, the, the, that's the point. Can you, are you really going to set yourself up by benefit? Are you really going to – You're not. if you're not going to be able to command a king's ransom in return, then how, how much is it really benefiting you going forward to build your football team around, say, a Caleb Williams or a Drake May? I don't I don't really don't know. If, it, it, again, they're going to be in a tough spot at the end of this offseason. And to touch on the Rams real quick, yeah, I I, I don't I, – I got the Rams at five wins at most. <laughs> uh, I had them about that. Yeah. It's, it's going to be interesting. Now I'm going to make a prediction right here. We really don't see this a lot in the NFL. We really don't see fire sales. At the trade deadline for a team, but I think we may see that at this, at this point with the Rams because I think they've reached the point where they know now we're headed toward a rebuild. Right. We you got, we, you, we, you got we, your ring. We yeah, you we went, we, we sold out. We we went out. We sold all out for the Super Bowl. We have the picks, you know, and and we won. Right. Kudos to them. That's what you're supposed to do. Is but now this is the bill that you have to pay for it. And I do think, I do think Aaron Donald will be traded at some point during this season. I would. I, I want to say I don't think that Matthew Stafford will be because trading a quarterback that's owed that money of that magnitude, magnitude, in the middle of a season, is always tricky. But I wouldn't be surprised if they moved on from Aaron Donald and maybe Cooper Cup during yeah. this offseason. Now he's got some injury problems. I don't know how serious that is. What we've been hearing is not is not all that encouraging. But the Rams definitely, if they haven't realized it now, need to know their gears towards a rebuild. So yeah, absolutely. But yeah, I got San Francisco winning. Okay. Uh, the right. I think I got their record. What I I had their record. Uh, Thirteen and four is what I have their record at. Mm, pretty high. Okay, so let's move to the NFC North, and this this is the one I've been waiting for, oh, man. Man, this is yeah. I know you've been waiting for it. Now you know. All last year, I was high on the Vikings. Let's hear it, bro. And you know, Kirk Cousins is my guy, bro. Let's hear it from you. He's my guy, man, and I love Kirk Cousins. I think I think. I think they got they really got some good pieces in, in, in Minnesota. Obviously, Kirk Cousins, obviously they got rid of Dalvin Cook. Obviously, we know they have the best receiver in the league, Justin Jefferson. And with that being said, I got the Green Bay Packers winning this division. Wow. At ten and seven. Wow, okay. And I have the Vikings finishing nine and eight. So you got ten and seven. So you you, you got the 
you got Green Bay one and uh and and Vikings number two. Yes. Wow. Yes, I do. Listen, not I'm sold on the line. Listen, huh? I'm I'm high on Jordan Love. I'm I'm too. I'm really high on Jordan Love this year because I believe that with the assets that he have that he has and being able to sit behind Aaron Rodgers for two years and kind of learn and kind of take it all in, I believe he he's he's going to be put in a situation to succeed. Now it's going to be up to him to succeed. Now it's going to be on him because I look at what they got. I look at a Christian Watson who who who, who came on. Really good last year. I look at a Romeo Dobbs, and I look at a you still got an Aaron Jones and an AJ Dillon, and I look at this stuff, and I see, man, you 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 you've got a good roster around you, Jordan Love. Now it's time. We we we've been waiting. We seen flashes last year when when Aaron Rodgers got hurt. So Jordan Love, it's time, and I'm high on them. So I really believe that they can win this division. And like I said, I got the Vikings at nine and eight, and I also have the Lions. I think I had the Lions at eight and nine. Because I looked at the line schedule, they got a pretty tough schedule, and they do, they absolutely do. And you're gonna be without Jameson, Jameson Williams for six games. I be, is it six or four? I think it's six. Six. Oh, guys betting on games, I just, I just don't get it. Quite the investment, isn't but, it? But and the Bears, I think, I think they'll improve, but I just, I don't see it right nah, now for I, the foreseeable future. I just, I, 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 I paying for Jordan, Jordan, uh, excuse me, Justin Fields. Because I really all like you can guy. ask for the Bears is if they, is that they that they taking this a significant step forward. Yeah, and sure. I and I think they yeah. will. I think I had them at seven wins. Yeah. and I think that that, that, that would be that, as, a, a, step as, a, Bur- as a Bears fan, you would yeah, that, you, that's you would take that. Yeah. That's a step forward. Obviously, you went out and, and got DJ mm-hmm. Moore, and uh, I think Claypool is still there, if I'm mm-hmm. not mistaken. So he's a good number two. But yeah, man, I, I'm very high on Jordan Love, and I and I got the Packers winning this division. I do. Okay. I do believe in the Lions. I, I I like the Lions a lot. Uh, you were high on them all year last year, too. I was high on them all last year. Uh, you know, I, I do think Jared Goff is a really good quarterback. Now, he he's had his issues with turnovers in the past. You know, he, he's not perfect at all. Uh, ben Johnson is a great offensive mind. I think he'll be in line for a head coaching job, you know, probably at the end of this year. I think that J- Jameer Gibbs will be – Along with B. John Robinson, one of the front runners for rookie of the year. I like I think they'll utilize him, especially with Jamison Williams not being there, as you alluded to in the first six weeks of the season. He'll hardly get used. Um and I like the young pieces they have on defense. Um, you know, Aiden Hutchinson, you know, they brought in CJ Gordon Johnson, you know, to assure up the secondary. So I do think I, I do like the lines a lot. But I can't do it. Can't take them? Can't take them. Going Green Bay. I'm with hey, you. I'm, I'm, I'm with you, you right there, man. Listen, for the first time, Jordan. Le- listen, for the first time, Matt Lafleur is going to be able to str- to strategize and, and shake this team the way that he's wanted to be since he came there. Now he's already in, 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 in. You know, he's already had some success, but this year is different, though. You know, you you trade away a generational talent quarterback in Aaron Rodgers. Normally, you would think that you would take a step back from that. So I don't. I don't expect them to be. You know. A threat in the NFC. I'm not. I'm not saying they're they're contenders in the NFC. They're they're right. gonna go and, and you know make a run at the Super Bowl or anything like that. But you alluded to it, man. You look around this team, man. You see some really good pieces. You still have Aaron Jones. You still have an AJ Dillon. Romeo Dobbs and Christian Watson last year took tremendous strides they as did. young players. Uh, you have one of the better cornerbacks, Zaire Alexander, is one of the great young cornerbacks in the game. So, and this division. I'm sorry. What, what did you have Green Bay's record at? Ten and seven. I think I had him at ten and seven too. 
the reason I'm not the reason I'm taking Green Bay over the Lions is the Lions for the first time in seems like forever is going to have to deal with something that they've never dealt with this year, and that's expectations. Yeah, that is. Yeah, and I don't know. Look, I love Dan Campbell. Yeah, I do. I love the man, I, and I want I want to root for the man so bad. You know, I want I want the Lions to go out there and do this. But if they don't, man, at some point we're going to have to quit saying, man, I would love to play for that guy. I'll run through a wall for him, and we're not seeing no wins. Right. At some point he's going to have to put forward, and I'm just not sure. You know, when I, when I look when I look at when I look at them, the biggest discrepancy I see, you know, I think Aiden Hutchinson is a great young player, and I think their front four is is stout. And I think they'll have an elite offense. I'm concerned about the secondary. But I don't know how this team is going to – I would have to – I'm on a wait-and-see thing. I'm on a wait-and-see program with the Detroit Lions. Now, I'm picking I'm picking the Green Bay Packers right now. But I'm I'm willing to kind of – I'm at yeah, liberty I mean, to kind of yeah. take over that throughout yeah. the season. Yeah. But it can go either way. It can. I like the Detroit Lions. I don't have any faith in the Minnesota Vikings. They're going to be terrible this year. Oh, my goodness. Uh, terrible. No, uh, Kirk Cousins. They do have the best receiver in the game. Um, Jordan Addison is a great, but Kirk Cousins, we know what we, we know what he stands for. Uh, Alexander Madison has never been a a, 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 a bell cow back, and that all man, are they now assume that he's going to be able to fill in that Delvin Cook void, which I don't believe in. And uh, their their secondary is one of the worst in the league. So I, I got the Minnesota Vikings with with six or seven wins this year, uh, finishing last in the division. So uh, that's about it. And, and, and I, I echo everything you said about Chicago Bears. If they can finish somewhere around six, seven wins this year, kudos. Yeah, that that that's a success. That's a feather yeah. in the cap yeah. because that's all you can ask for. Your roster. I said this last year. Your roster is not ready to contend. You're a ways away. You are. But that's why all the talk about should you move on for Justin Fields. I'm like, move on for Justin Fields to do what? Lose. <laughs> yeah, the same thing that you were probably gonna do even with him. So now nah, build your football team. You know. The biggest thing that you want this year is to see, you know, obviously an improvement in the win total and to see significant strides from your quarterback growth. And that's a winning season in my book for the Chicago Bears. But, yeah, I got Green Bay winning. I do believe in Jordan Love. We've been waiting to see this kid for a while, and I think he's in a situation with a head coach that obviously believes in him, and I think he has the weapons around him that can – I mean, we've seen him We've seen him start two games in his career. His first, his first start in his career back two years ago in Kansas City in that atmosphere against Patrick Mahomes. He, he he was got off. Yeah, a lot. I mean that's that's a tough I, I, no, ass. Nobody blamed, but he came in last year, man, against Philly, and he lit him up. So the guy has some ability. He this kid was a first round draft pick, people. Yeah. So he's finally finna get the opportunity. I think he's eager to go out and show what he has, uh, prove what he has. Obviously, the organization is gonna do everything they can uh, to put him in a situation to have success because they essentially move on for Aaron Rodgers because of it. So we'll see. But I I I. I I'm favoring the Green Bay Packers slightly over the Detroit Lions. The, the, now, Detroit could run away with this division. They very well could. But expectations, man, I got to see you do it before I put you in that position. All right. Now, it's your, now it's your request. NFC East last. Yeah. All right, here we go. So winning this division, I have the Dallas Cowboys winning this division. <laughs> I'm gonna fill out much. What? Say I that do. again. I do. I have the Dallas Cowboys winning over the division. Let me tell you why. It's gonna come down to one person, and one person only, who goes by the name of Rain Dakota. But you've crapped on the man, Prescott. and now you and now you're putting your faith in him to win the division. That doesn't make sense. Let me tell you why. 
What did we say when Jerry Jones went out and acquired a Brandon Cooks and went out and acquired a Stephon Gilmore? What did we say? The ball's in your court, Dak. Absolutely. <laughs> that's essentially so, what he was saying. So now, that's what I'm saying. So now I look at it, we have all the pieces. Like, when I look at our roster from top to bottom, I just say, man, we, we're stacked. When I, look at my, when I look at our defense and I look at Trevon Diggs, who's a, who's a corner who's going to gamble, but he, he, he can make big plays, and, and that's what you need uh, from time. I'm telling you, and when it comes to playoff football, takeaways are a huge part of playoff football, yeah. and that's what Trevon Diggs can do. Mm-hmm. And now when I look on the other side and I got a, a, a all-pro defensive player of the year in Stephon Gilmore, Lost a little bit of his step, but still. He was actually really good. Like he was. He was, but he was just in India and nobody was watching. Right. So. Picked off Patrick Mahomes for a game winning. Yeah, he did. And when I look in at my, sa- at my, at my safety core, at Donovan Wilson, J. J- Ron Curse, I like that safety core. The defense is loaded. There's no doubt about it. Loaded. And then when I look at my linebackers, when I look at Leighton Van Der Esch, who, who has had some health issues, but he's still... Leighton Vanderess can still play. He's still the the wolf hunter. And then when I look at that defensive line, when I look at D-Law, when I look at uh, Oso Digizua, when I look at a Neville Gallimore, when I look at the Michael Parsons, and I see that, man, the defense, man, I'm not worried about the defense. The defense is going to do what the defense do. When's the last time we said that about a Cowboys team coming to the season? Uh, 1995. <laughs> And then when I look at the offense, obviously we got we had a still of the draft, I believe, last year in Tyler Smith, who who exceeded expectations. I believe everybody would agree with that. Tyler Smith did. Uh now we got Tyron Smith coming back. We just re-signed Zach Martin. When I look at the offense and I see CD Lamb, who was a Pro Bowl receiver last year. When I see Brandon Cooks, who's been a a, a legit number two receiver everywhere he's went. When I look at a third option, Michael Gallup, when I look at a Tony Pollard who who I believe doesn't shouldn't get a bell cow back responsibility. I believe in and I, I like Deuce Vaughn too. Mm-hmm. I do. But I think they can be a two tandem, but the thing is their their I think where their expertise is is, is splash plays. Like they they'll make the explosive plays. Like you can't hand those guys the ball every down and here's my thing when i like i said when i look at when i look at everything and i look at everything that's around Dak, i say man Dak, it's your show baby it's your show you gotta provide you gotta you gotta show up man and carl i, I know you think i hate Dak. i don't i want the best for Dak. I do because i really believe he's a talent i'm not gonna say you hate him you just look a bit i really because Dak has shown me flashes that he can be a, a very talented quarterback in this league. And when I sit up there and see that, and I see other flashes where he looks like he, he belongs in the C, squad. in the CFL. Like he belongs in the, uh, what's the, the FFC, the fan control league. Sometimes yeah. he looks like he, he needs to be there. So when I see this, it just, it, just, it just frustrates me at times. But like I said, when I look at, when I look at everything that's around the Cowboys, man, I really do believe. That they should win this division. Now I got the Eagles second. I do. Okay. 
Because I believe they got better too. They went out and got a Jalen Quarter. They went out and got a Javon Argrave, and they went out and got a uh uh. They just man, I believe they got better too. So I do have them second. And then when I when I look at the rest of these teams in the division, I mean the Commanders. Yeah, they, yeah, I they, mean yeah. no. Get out of here. And a lot, you know, it was a lot of hype, hype about the Giants last year because they made the playoffs. Look, I'm gonna tell you this. I just don't believe in Daniel Jones. I just don't. There's a big misconception on how good the Giants really were last year. If you really look at it, I know they make the playoffs and they they beat Kirk Cousins. But if you look at it, there's a real big misconception. Now, I know they added some pieces. Now, they did go and get Darren Waller, and that will be a help. But to me, it's always going to come down to the quarterback. When you're looking at a guy who's going to touch the ball on offense 100% of the snaps, I mean – and I know they did. They they resigned Saquon to, to to a deal, and he's gonna be back. But man, to me, it just always comes down to the quarterback. And when I look at Daniel Jones, he's not. When we play in the Giants, he's not a guy who puts fear in my heart. Like when we like if we play the Chiefs, I I like Patrick Mahomes when he gets the ball, he scares me. A Jalen Hurts, he scares me. A Joe Burrow, he scares me. A Daniel Jones, I'm just not. I'm not sold yeah, on the right guy. In you, yeah. So. Like I said, I got the Cowboys winning the division. I got the Eagles second. Okay. Wow, I, I, you, you surprised me. I, I wasn't written. I, I got to kind of you know shift it. I was ready to like. I was ready to come in the defense of the Cowboys, but now <laughs> you didn't pick it, and then now I got to like change my whole course of action here. So thanks a lot for that. So uh, talk to me week one. <laughs> but yeah, right. Yeah, tune in next week to see where it's at. To see, see where we'll it's going. Lottery. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I, I share all your sentiments on the Dallas Cowboys. This is a loaded football team. There's no question about that. And, and under any other normal circumstances, I would be right there and picking picking the Dallas Cowboys to win the division because they are a loaded football team. This defense, I think, will be right at the top, if not the best defense in football this year. I mean, you you you, you alluded to the, the they 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 have pieces all over the place. You know, the acquisition of Stephon Gilmore, Javon Diggs, like you said, will gamble, but it's definitely one of the mess one of the most productive corners in the game. Nobody argued that. You know, you look at the linebacker position. You know, I think uh, Leighton Van Der Esch, and you look at the defensive line. Demarcus Lawrence, not quite what he once was, but, you know, still effective. Doris Armstrong, I love. Uh, Adigi Zua, stud. This is the year I believe that Michael Parsons does finally win DPO. Mm-hmm. You know, and so, yeah, the defense leaves a lot to be – I mean, just you can't help. And the biggest reason why you feel most confident is that they'll go out and play up to their potential is Dan Quinn. In my opinion, he's the best defensive coach in football. Beyond Belichick. I mean, this is a guy who was the orchestrator of the Legion of Boom. And, you know, ever since he's came here, this defense has gotten better each and every year. And I, I don't think, you know, we'll get into, you know, if the season doesn't turn out to be a success, but what, what that'll turn into at another time. But, yeah, I'm very, very high on the Dallas Cowboys. We know what the weapon tree is. C.D. Lamb. Love the acquisition of Brandon Cooks. Um, I'm a little bit concerned about running back, but I think th- that's that's something that you can rectify throughout the course of a season. I don't think you have to have that position set in stone going into the season. I think there's 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 ways that you can you know either if you're not getting the production at the running back spot, I think it's ways that you can manipulate. Man, I think man. it's gonna be somewhat like a running back by committee committee because here's a, like I like we both agree on Tony Pollard is not an every down back, and my thing is. I think that now that Mike McCarthy is back to calling the plays, I think 
it's going to go back to old school Cowboys where it was just ground and pound and Dak throw the ball when he needed to. Because that, that's when, let's, if we're being honest, that's when the Cowboys were at their best. When mm-hmm. Zeke Elliott was Zeke Elliott. When Zeke Elliott was Zeke Elliott, when, when they can just pound, pound, ground and pound not only was and, that, and, and soak time of possession. Not only was that at the Cowboys, that's also when Dak was at his best. Yeah, and, and that's my point. You know? So they put now... And, and to come to Dak's defense about, you know, the turnovers, they, they he has been kind of put in a position where they've asked him to do more. But I'm not going to sit up here and kill Kellen Moore either because I don't believe Kellen Moore was a lot, was to blame like a lot of people say say that he was. Mm-hmm. But I think that will be the key to success this year. I think they'll they'll get yeah. back to more of the ground and pound, the old school Cowboys football. Yeah, so like with that being said, listen, I, I love the Dallas Cowboys. But – the Philadelphia Eagles, they're man, a good team. Top to bottom, they are just they they are to my in my opinion, this, this, top to bottom, they are the best roster in football, and I don't I don't think that can be argued. You know, uh, the off season that they had, you know, they 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 got I think they tremendously tremendously better at their roster off last season, and you you I mean you 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 look at it and you say I man how you say that they were they were tremendous last season, you know DeAndre Swift I do believe is an upgrade over Miles Sanders. Uh, I know they lost hard grades, but you know I think the acquisitions that they brought in. I, I I think I think Jordan Davis is going to have a breakout year, and uh, on the defensive line, Jalen Carter. I'm not quite sure how much we can expect from him this year, but I do think you know he'll he'll flash. Uh, we all know AJ Brown is a legit elite number one receiver. Devontae Smith can probably turn out to be that as well. So they, they just have weapons all over the board. And the reason I'm giving them the nod over the Cowboys is essentially what you said. It comes down to the quarterback play. I believe, and I don't believe that Dak is going to have a bad season this year. I do. I think Dak is going to have a really good year. I just think that Jalen Hurts is significantly better than Dak. Well, not significantly better, but is, is is he's better. He's better than Dak. And I look at these rosters, they're, they're two very talented rosters, but, you know, when I look at the quarterback play, I do think Jalen Hurts is is greater than Dak. So with that being said, I got the Philadelphia Eagles winning this division. I got them at 14-3 and and the number one overall seed in the NFC. The only thing that can – two things that can hold the Eagles back from, from having a tremendous regular season and not winning this division, not ultimately becoming the number one seed um, – in this conference. One is the schedule is much tougher than it was last year. Uh, so they're going to have to, you know, find a way to combat that. The second thing is, now I don't think this will happen. The second thing that will prevent them is if for some unforeseen, for, uh, unforeseen reason, Jalen Hurts was to have a major, a, a, a significant regression from last year. Now you say, well, what, what, what is the regression? I mean, he was great last year. I mean, he only could have won the MVP. Say he goes to like a month stretch where he really does struggle and they lose maybe two or three games because of that. I think that could be a reason why they wouldn't win this division because I got the Cowboys. Like like I said, I'm tremendously high on the Cowboys. I got the Eagles at 14-3. I got the Cowboys at 13-4. So this can not, – I'm not saying that the Cowboys can't win this division. They're talented enough to do so. But I just think that the Eagles are much more talented. Not much more talented. I just think that the Eagles are that talented that I'm willing to pick them over the Dallas Cowboys at this point in time because of how much I love this roster. This roster is loaded. And back to Dak Prescott. Yeah, I mean, if he doesn't play well, then, I, I, you know, 
And I think that he will. <laughs> it's just that, you know, I, I, I don't know how confident you are in saying that, but listen, Dak has downplayed the turnover issues along with Mike McCarthy, along with Derek, uh, along with Jerry Jones. And I can I can kind of get on board with that because I said prior to last year, Dak Prescott never really had any issue or the season or any issues where he was where he where he, where he dealt with turnovers. Now you can say, man, look, I mean, you lead the lead in turnovers. I mean, you lead the lead in interceptions, and you only played twelve games. Some runs, something don't add up there. But if you really look at, and I know I'm not making excuses, and I know you probably don't want to hear this, but if you look at, a you're gonna of, say Peyton Manning, aren't you? What? No, I'm gonna oh. say if you if you go back and look at a lot of the a lot of the miscues and interceptions that Dak had last year. I found about four or five of them that really went all his fault. Now, now that's not making an excuse. That's just saying that's just the reality. Now that that doesn't excuse that. Now Dak didn't play well last year at a lot of times. <laughs> you know he he he, yeah. he he wasn't good with now. Just now, even if you did take like just say you cut his interceptions in half last year, he still did not play very well as from a quarterback standpoint. I'm not going to sit and defend that. I mean, and that, and that I mean, that division game at San Francisco. It was awful. He, he was absolute landfill. Was, I will say that it was awful, man. He has to be much better than what he was last year in the big the, games for man. this team. For this team to capitalize on how talented this roster is, but I got the. I'm going to give the Eagles a slight edge over the Cowboys, but man, it ain't it ain't it ain't, it ain't by a long shot. But right. I, I can see both of these teams being tremendous, tremendous players. I'm going to get into my prediction on how I think it's all going to turn out. When we do our wild cards, uh, or after we do our wild cards, but yeah, I got the Eagles a slim margin over the Cowboys. I'm All not right. gonna even get into the other two teams. So I don't believe in the right. Giants, and I actually, I actually do like Sam Howell, but I, I don't think that the, the Commanders are, are much none. And unfortunately, that may cost Ron Rivera his job and Eric B. Enemy. Aaron, Aaron B. Enemy, because you, you, we know the Commanders under new ownership, and the worst place you can find yourself is coach to work with people that didn't hire you. Yeah. So if they have a, 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 a bad season, which we all envision they may. It's a good chance that they're going to move on for Ron Rivera at the end of the year. Right. So I got Cowboys, Saints, Seahawks. You have Eagles, Falcons, uh, Eagles, Falcons, 49ers, and Packers. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. Well, let's move on to the wild cards, man. So obviously, you know, four teams make make uh, win of the division, and then three of them make the wild card. So wild cards, obviously, I had. Uh, Cowboys to win the NFC East division. So my wild cards, I have the Eagles making the wild card. Mm-hmm. Uh, obviously, I have the Seahawks winning their division, and I had the 49ers making the wild card. And I had Packers winning their division, and I got the Vikings making the wild card. Okay. Uh, yeah. So I got I got obviously I got the Cowboys making the wild card. Um. And I have who did I have? I got the Lions making the wild card. Okay. And I have who did I pick in the uh, NFC? Oh, yeah, I got the Cowboys, Lions, and Seahawks. My three wild cards. Okay, teams. I like that. I can get with that. I like that. Mm-hmm. I'm. I told you I'm high on the Seahawks. But all right, so you got, so you got, so I got Cowboys, Saints, Seahawks, Packers. Wild cards are Eagles, 49ers, Vikings, and you have. Eagles, Falcons, uh, 49ers, Packers, and 49ers, Packers, 49ers, and you have Cowboys, uh, Lions, and 
Seahawks. Seahawks. Okay. Playoff. I'm not mad at you. Wanna know how, you want to know Can I make a prediction right now? Yeah, sure. Go around? ahead. In the NFC Championship game, this 2024, the Philadelphia Eagles will beat the Dallas Cowboys. Yeah, I mean, if the Cowboys don't make the NFC Championship, it's championship. I mean, it's to me, this is NFC Championship or bust. Yeah, it, it's, it's got to be, right? I, I mean, mean, I think I, you got to Because you look at it, Trayvon Diggs, he just got a payday. C.D. Lamb is going to need a going to uh, get a payday here, so you know you're going to have to back up the bring trucks for Michael Parsons. And in a few years, Dak Dak is going to be back at the table. So, Absolutely. so I mean, if Jerry's going to look at this and sit at the table and look at the look at the, look at the accounting sheet and say something's got to give here. So, hey, I just think, man, if if you don't get to the NFC Championship this year, it's going to be a bust, man. You gotta you gotta look at something. All right, so let's move to the AFC, man. I I can't wait for this because. Man, the AFC is just absolutely stacked. Like, bro, I, I literally was like, I had, you know how long it took me to go through this. It man? took me a long time. It took me a long time to go through this. So, let's start with the AFC East, which I believe is one of the hardest divisions in in football. So, with that, I have the Bills winning the AFC East. Okay, and I'm not gonna tell you how I have it shaped up. I I went to my wild cards to tell you how I have it shaped up, but I will break it down. The Bills, to me, are just – I just think they're the better team. And I think, obviously, you know, you got Miami there. You got the Jets there. The Patriots, I, I don't know what I don't know what they'll be. But, to me, the Bills are just the better team. And Josh Allen, for me, this year, I think he's going to have a chip on his shoulder. He should. I do, because he has something to prove. And for me, Josh Allen, not saying that he's the caliber of – Nikola Jokic, but to me, this is like how I was with Nikola Jokic last year. Prove it to you. He's got to prove it to me because Nikola Jokic was winning these MVPs, but he 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 hadn't won a championship. Now he's he's since done that. Josh Allen has got to do more for me, man. Yeah, he's got to do more for me. Like he's he's making these Pro Bowls, and and guys are calling him a top three quarterback in this league. But when he gets in the playoffs, he just kind of chokes, man, and and he doesn't really show up. So this year. I, I need to see more from him. Yeah. And I believe he'll be determined to, to show that. Okay. So, I got the Bills winning. You got the Bills winning? I do. Okay. I'm also going to take your same route. I'm, I'm just going to say who I got winning okay. division. I'm going to say how because I got. Okay. It's, you know, it's going to be some, you know, it's going to be kind of interesting after that. Uh, winning the AFC East, I have the Miami Dolphins. Wow. Wow. Now, this is all predicated on, on the health of Tua Tungvalu. It is, yeah. And if he stays healthy. Now, obviously, if he's not there, then then this is not All bets are off. Yeah, all bets are <laughs> off. But I, I want to remind people, last year in games that Tua Tungvaloa played for the Miami Dolphins, they were number three in total offense behind the Kansas City Chiefs and San Francisco 49ers. I mean, he was in the MVP conversation before he got hurt. I love the addition of Vic Fangio and what he's going to do. Now, Jalen Ramsey is dealing with some injury, but they're going to get him back at some point. But I, I, I you got I, Bradley Chubb. I love the makeup of this team. I love the weapons that they've added. Um, you know, and I don't think I, I think right now, you know, you can argue AJ Brown, Devontae, but I think it's safe to say that 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 Reek and Waddle is the best one two punch in the game. And I just I, I just I just think this is the year if Tua stays healthy that Miami takes their next step. So I got my I got the Miami Dolphins winning this division. Uh, I, I heard what you're saying on Buffalo. My only my, my only reservation on Buffalo is I'm not sure how together that unit is. 
I mean, we, we I mean, we know Stefan Diggs has voiced some opinions that he isn't happy, and I won't get too much into it. I'll, I'll wait, but I just think my, Miami is the is more talented team, and I just think that you know, now Josh Allen can go out and have an MVP type talent year and easily run away with this division. Yeah. He's that good, but I think Miami, uh, as a, from a team standpoint, is has the best roster in this division. So I'm picking them to win the AFC East. All right, so let's move to the AFC South. Okay. Now this division, I, I, really, this, ain't, I really ain't got much to say. This either. was easy for me. I yeah. mean, Jacksonville Jaguars. I don't think because you look at this division and you look at the Indianapolis Colts and the Houston Texans. You got two rookies who will be starting there: Anthony Richardson. Anthony Richardson, man, I don't, I don't really get the hype on him. I'm rooting for the guy. I mean, you're talking about a guy yeah, who completed I, I, less than I, I, I really less than fifty, I really, like fifty-seven percent yeah, of his passes. I really don't know what the hell Indianapolis is doing. But I really don't. I mean, they're they're giving him the reins, but hey. Like I said, I'm rooting for the guy because I believe him because I don't think it helps that Jonathan Taylor won't be there for yeah, the first four I, I, weeks. I don't, so that, I don't know what that helps. That does not help at all. So I think they're throwing the guy in kind of to a kind of they're kind of throwing him to the dogs. And obviously you got C.J. Stroud, and obviously you have a first year head coach in D'Amico Ryan's. Now I believe that defense will be better just because of D'Amico Ryan's, but obviously you, you you're going to see some some growing pains between those two rookies in. Uh, C.J. Stroud and Anthony Richardson and the Tennessee Titans, I have n- absolutely no faith in them mm-hmm. because of Ryan Tannehill. Yeah. I just don't have any faith. I know they went out and acquired D-Hop, who I think is still a top-tier receiver in this league when healthy. Um, You still got Derrick Henry, but I just don't believe that. That I just... Yeah. Doing the Titans schedule, I think I had them at like winning probably like five five or six games. Really? Okay. Because I just, I just don't believe in them. Like, mm-hmm. right, like Ryan Tannehill, man, I just... He, I put him in the class with Daniel Jones. I do. Yeah. So winning well, that division, that's that's a very good comp. Yeah, I do. A very good comp. Uh, winning the division, I got the Jags because man, people, people are forgetting that Calvin really is he coming back, back man. man. People he forgetting back. that. Like when this guy left, he was a top two receiver. So people are forgetting, man. And, and and Trevor Lawrence had had a coming out party last year. So I mean, I that to me that 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 pick was easy. Jacksonville Jaguars. Yeah, I agree. I mean, there there really ain't really much to be said. Yeah, Jacksonville is definitely going to win this division. I mean, they're and they're going to feast on this division as well. Listen, Trevor Lawrence took a step forward last last year. I think he will take another step forward this year and beat. You know, he'll he'll get some MVP consideration. Um, and I, I think he'll I think he'll take a excuse me a, a dramatic step to the fact that we'll. He'll he'll fully cement himself right. in that top five as the number one pick. Yeah, why, why you will see why he was selected yeah. number one. And he'll 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 be firmly in that top five range when we talk about when we look when we talk about quarterbacks at the end of the year. So yeah, I really ain't got much to say. I mean, Houston, Indianapolis, come on. I mean, yeah, I I, I don't think not not that I don't like not that I don't like C.J. Stroud and and, and you know yeah I, I believe I believe I believe C.J. Stroud will, down the line I think he'll be a, yeah. a, a solid but, quarterback in this but, league but the roster is, is no good they they they're going to be a waste away from the team they're going to have a rough year Indianapolis I don't know what they're doing I think they have the worst owner in the hist- in, in, in sports right now in Jim Irsay. Uh and Tennessee I'm a little bit higher on I give them a chance to compete in this division only only for one reason one reason only I love their head coach I love Mike Vrabel I think he's a tremendous head football coach he really gets the best out of his players but the thing about it is yeah they they got they got Derrick Henry they got D Hop they brought him in um, and I and I hate what they're doing with the quarterbacks uh, right now with Tannehill Levis and and Malik Willis what's the what's the receiver name that they got who's really good who they drafted last year that was injured most of the year uh. 
I can't. His name's slipping my mind. Sharp. Not nah, not Sterling Sharp. What is his name? I can't remember. Yeah, but he was injured for most of the uh, most of the year last year. I think he'll have a breakout since. So they they got some, the question is how long would they stick with Ryan Tannehill? You know, Malik Will is still they they've pretty much just wiped their hands with they've him. They've given said, up on him. They've and pretty much given up on what I what I without even, even giving him a chance. What I even giving up on? I mean, yeah, without even giving him a chance. So and Will Levis, I never bought in type. So they're 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 stuck pretty much. I think I think their ceiling is a seven win team at best. I give them six. Yeah, but. Yeah. All right. Jacksonville. So, yeah, ain't much, ain't much more need to be said. Though. All right. So AFC West. This is also to me kind of a tough division because when I look at this, I, I look at, you know, Chiefs, Broncos. I mean Chiefs, Chargers, Broncos, Raiders. Obviously, when I when I look at the Raiders, I say Jimmy Garoppolo ha- has been not not to knock on Jimmy Garoppolo because he's won. Jimmy Jimmy has won. Everywhere. I mean, he he's won. He's won. So when I look at this and I look at a, a all pro and a pro bowl running back in Josh Jacobs and I look at an all pro and a pro bowl wide receiver Devontae Adams and I say, man, can can they compete? And then also when I look at the Denver Broncos and I see can Russ regain his form? Will Sean Payton be able to turn that around? Like how like how will that how will that look? So that's a question mark. When I look at the Chargers and I see an an Austin Eckler and I see probably a who also should get some consideration for uh the best tandem in the league keenan allen and and mike williams they should i think they're a top five uh receive receiving tandem mm-hmm. uh and i and like i said that with the addition of kellen moore i think that'll help just justin herbert a lot and obviously the chiefs they're going to be the chiefs now there is news that that travis travis kelsey hyperextended his knee and will absolutely forgo, uh guess who fantasy's team he's on i think i've picked him too but he will have testing Wednesday to make sure his ACL is intact and everything. But so that's that's something to keep on. So keep an eye on. But if he's healthy, I'm picking the Chiefs to win this division. Okay. Like I said, it, this was kind of tough for me because there's a question mark around everybody in this division except the Chiefs. There's a question mark to, on all these three teams. Like with the Raiders, is Josh McDaniel? You've never been high on, on him as as a, as a head coach. Like I said, Jimmy Garoppolo. I don't know what he'll be. Uh, Broncos question mark because can Sean like I said can Sean Payton turn that around? Chargers will Justin Herbert like and I you know and I said this last year I was always a guy with Justin Herbert with this hype you and I, wait and see, I, I, I was a pump the brakes type of guy and I said let's pump the brakes on the guy he hasn't even met the playoffs yet when he did make the playoffs he had one of the the most historic collapses and melting that we've ever seen in the playoffs last year. The worst, one of the worst. So there's question marks around around this division. So I'm picking the Chiefs to win the division because as long as you got Patrick Holmes and Andy Reid, you'll be all right. Yeah, I'm picking the Chiefs also. Uh, but I will say this: I think the Chiefs are more vulnerable going into this season than they've been in a very long time. If 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 if, if, if there was every year that they were going to be usurped and 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 you know not win this division, I think this year you just alluded to the. Question. I don't disagree with that. You disagree with that? I said I don't disagree oh, with okay. that. Oh, okay. And you just alluded to some of the reasons why. We got the news today. Travis Kelsey, knee injury. And I said, right? I, I, I said, um, you know, you don't get healthier as seasons progress. If you if you come into a season banged up, especially, you know, the player that – the high collision player that Travis Kelsey is, mm-hmm. if you're dealing with a, a, a injury to your lower extremities, chances are it ain't going to get better throughout the season. So that's a question mark. And you didn't bring up one the, the biggest question mark they got – 
when is Chris, Chris Jones, Jones going to show up? Yeah. Yeah. Now he's got a report by week by nine. Week eight. Oh, week nine. Yeah. Is it week eight? It may be week eight in order to get credit for this. So he'll be there at some point. But but you don't want to. You would rather have him sooner. You than would later. rather have him sooner rather than because I mean, you look at their schedule too. Now it's pretty. I was just gonna forget it. It's it, it's kind of it's kind of a it's it's kind of murderous role. You don't want to start racking up and, those L's. And we already know the Chiefs' defense always leaves a lot to be desired. So if you don't have the, if you don't have the game record and Chris Jones there, that can really cost you yeah. uh, some games. So. I look at this division now. So, yeah, I'm, I'm going to still favor the Chiefs. But, you know, I think they're a little bit more vulnerable coming to this season than they've been at any time in Patrick Mahomes' career. The reason I, I still favor them, though, and I really can't give the charges, for one, you, you said that Justin Herbert has to prove it before we can put him in that realm. He has to prove it. And the thing about the charges, man, kind of a, a problem that's not theirs. They don't have any home games. They, yeah, yeah. I mean, you, 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 <laughs> there's no home field advantage. There's no home guys. field advantage, and, and then, I mean, I, I, I look at the Spanish films. They, they look back and that was a stupid decision to leave San Diego in the first place. But regardless, of you had a new stadium. But that that really does play a factor. Maybe not a huge factor, but that does play some role. And you know, I just don't. Uh, Justin Herbert is going to have to show that he's ready to take that next step. You alluded to, I mean, and I've been high on Justin Herbert. I've defended him. I said, man, this guy's very talented. But at some point, like we said about the Detroit Lions earlier, at some point you have to pay the bill. And it's that time. Like anything less than a playoff victory for the Chargers this year is a disappointing season. It's definitely going to – Brandon Staley's seat is hotter, hotter than anyone in the Absolutely. NFL this year, no question. Um, so we'll have to see what's going on with that. And so, yeah, I don't really see them – overtaking the Chiefs because I do believe if Travis Kelsey is healthy, relatively healthy throughout the season and they do get Chris Jones back in some capacity, Patrick Mahomes is just that good where he deserves to be the favorite no matter against who. And I really don't see any of the other teams making a threat. I mean, you already, I mean, you alluded to the Las Vegas Raiders. Las Vegas Raiders, yeah, they have a talent. They have some talent on there. But they had talent going into, going into the season last year. They, they were a playoff team going into last season. And you saw what Josh McDaniels did. He came in there and he found a way to screw it up. Well, I think what's in what's in Jimmy Garoppolo's favor, he'll be familiar with Josh McDaniel. He'll be familiar with that system, and I think that'll help him a lot. I don't so. really know how being in favor with Josh McDaniels is anyone's <laughs> favor, but you know, is but you know, you love Josh McDaniels. I don't. I um, wouldn't say I love him, but go ahead. And I gotta tell you, man, I got the Denver Broncos feeling finishing last. <laughs> I do, man. I'm sorry. I just don't see. Listen, as it, it, high as opinion I have of Sean Payton. Everybody's saying he. if there's anybody to fix Russ, it's him. I'm just not bought in because I don't know how fixable Russ is. I just don't. Now, I, I, when I watch you Russ. You think he's washed? Not washed. I seen a guy who's diminishing. That's that, that was the biggest issue I seen with Russ last year. Not only from the mental aspect, not only was he not together with his team. There's only so much you can fix. Yes. There's comes a point where you're not fixable. I've I seen what made Russ great all those years in Seattle. I've seen those returns diminish. And Sean Payton, the type of coach that he is and the style that he likes to play, is really going to call for Russ to be something that he's never been before. It, it doesn't call for all this, you know, uh, you know, imp- imp- improvisation, all this jumping out the window. I mean, when he had all set for Drew, Drew Brees, never did that all year. So I really don't know how. And, you know, Jerry Judy's not going to be there for a substantial amount of time. That's not going to help Russ out. So I really don't know how fixable Russ is. I'm on a wait and see approach with that, but yeah, I got the Kansas City Chiefs winning this division. Um, 
and the Chargers finishing second. Okay. Uh. So AFC North. Mm-hmm. This one was tough for this me too. This was a very tough one for me because I look at I look at the Bengals obviously coming off of, of another AFC uh, championship game, and I look at what they got. I believe they got a probably a top five receiver in the NFL in Jamar Chase. Uh, I believe they do have a number one receiver in T. Higgins. I do believe that. You look at Joe Mixon, and you look at a top three quarterback in Joe Burrow. And I look at this, and I say, man, and I also look at the Ravens, and I say, Lamar, you know, they got, Lamar got his money, so there's no cloud over that anymore, no contract dispute, nothing nothing of that magnitude anymore. And I look at, you went out and got Odell. You went out and got a Zay Flowers. You went out and... And uh, like I said, you pay you pay Lamar Jackson's money. And when I look at this, and I and and you can you can never count out the Steelers because Mike Tomlin is a coach who you can just never count out. Count out who, who's just a great coach who's you can tell he's an awesome leader. So you never want to count those guys out. And then obviously there are question marks behind the Browns. Can Deshaun Watson return to his uh, Pro Bowl form? So with that being said, I pick the Cincinnati Bengals to win this to win this division, and I gave them a slight edge over the Ravens, but mm-hmm. I do have them win the division only because I just believe Joe Burrow is him. I believe Joe Burrow can can just like he's one of the most like his accuracy man is the closest to Tom Brady that I've seen. Like it really is. Like his accuracy is just pinpoint. He shares a lot of traits with Tom. He Brady. does. He really does. Like he doesn't. Not not very athletic. Not very mm-hmm. like can't can't really scramble. Not one of those guys. He's one of the guys that could just sit in the pocket and pick you apart all, all night long if you let him. So to yeah. me, it it was very close between the Bengals and the Ravens picking who would win the division. But ultimately, I just gave that. I just I just gave it to to the Bengals, man. I I did. Okay. Uh. I hear you. I got the Baltimore Ravens with a slight edge over the Cincinnati Bengals. For the first time in his career, we are going to see Lamar Jackson in a system and with weapons that for the first time. And I really do believe with Todd Munkin coming in as a new offensive coordinator, I do believe that for the first time we're going to see Lamar Jackson take his game to another level. Now he's already, that, that, that's saying something because this guy, here's a guy that's already won an MVP and always been very successful. But you think about it. You think about the weapons that they have now. I mean, you went out. You you got an Odell. You drafted a Zay Flowers. You have Mark Andrews there. You have a Devin Duvernay. You have a J.K. Dobbins. And you know the defense. I I I think really you know was I think it was pretty decent last year. But I, I think that Lamar Jackson is going to be playing with a big chip on his shoulder. Uh, yeah, he, absolutely. You know, he, he's got his money now. And there's there's no he doesn't have that chip hanging over his shoulder. So I think I, I got the Baltimore Ravens winning this division. Um, but I can't count out the Cincinnati Bengals all because, you know, is what you said. Joe Burrow, to me, I think Patrick Mahomes is the best quarterback in the game. I, 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 so don't get me wrong. But Joe Burrow, to me, seems like the guy that I would want lead my huddle. He just seems like that to me. Because you, you, made, it the Bra- you made it the Brady comparisons – not only is it like from the pocket, I understand that, but he's one of those guys that, that that when the moment is biggest, he seems to go to that next level. And that reminds me a lot of Tom Brady. So it's hard for me to pick against him in this. 
So I, I'm gonna I'm gonna say I'm gonna give the Baltimore Ravens a slight edge over the Cincinnati Bengals, but it could go either way. Yeah, it really can. And one last thing, I gotta I, I got I got I gotta say this. One of the more interesting teams this year is going to be the Cleveland Browns because you you want to yeah I got tape, I got, tape of that okay yeah I got I got some for that okay but yeah yeah so the, this division is is very it, it, it is very interesting it was tough for me to pick but yeah I'm gonna give because I don't think I've ever rooted for a player as much as I've ever rooted for Lamar Jackson. Yeah, I mean, I love the guy. I pro- I mean, I probably rooted for Cam probably more than Lamar Jackson. Okay, yeah. But Lamar Jackson is definitely up there mm-hmm. and guys that I root for. But honestly, behind the Cowboys, I probably would, like, if, like, AFC, I would probably be going with the Ravens. Like, because I, I love Lamar Jackson that, that much. Right. Because, like I said about Jimmy Garoppolo, Lamar wins, whether it's, you know, whether it's not the style. It may not be the style. It, it may not be how, it, how, how you know. It's Giannis S. Right. It's not the style that a lot of people are used to. Right. But he wins, man. He And he puts his team in positions to win and, and always be there. So, Lamar Jackson, to me, like I said, I picked the Bengals and I gave him a slight edge. But the I wouldn't I wouldn't be surprised if, if the Ravens won this division. Mm. By now, the way, before we move on, I got Lamar Jackson winning MVP this year. Okay. I'm not mad at that. I'm not mad at that at all. I do. I, I think he's going to have a tremendous season. I think the Ravens are going to have a tremendous season too. I got Josh Allen as a, as my MVP. I'm not but, mad at that either. So, so you have Dolphins, Jags, Chiefs, and Ravens, mm-hmm. and I have Bills, Jags, Chiefs, and Bengals. So, yep. I mean, we're not too far from that. But so I want to move to the wild cards here. So obviously, I picked the Bengals to win the AFC North. So obviously they'll be in there. So for my wild card, I'm going to pick the Ravens to win to uh, be a wild card in there. Like I said, I wouldn't be surprised if that flip flops. Honestly, because like I said, I wouldn't be surprised yeah, if, yeah. if the Ravens win that division. I wouldn't be surprised if the Bengals win. So I think both of those teams will be in the playoffs regardless. So that's that's not that that wasn't hard for me. Uh, so the 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 second wild card spot, I took the Chargers here. Okay, because like I said, I do believe that there are a lot of question marks around. Uh, Justin Justin Herbert and a lot of question marks around uh the Chargers right now, but I believe that 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 they will that they will that they'll come together and they'll win enough games to, to get in the playoffs. So I picked them for uh the second wild card spot. Now this last wild card spot. I may shock I may shock a few people here. I was debating between two teams here. The New York Jets and the Cleveland Browns. And I took the Cleveland Browns. Okay. I do not have the New York Jets making the playoffs, ladies and okay. gentlemen. Okay, can you uh can you can you can you taper can you not get into why you don't have the Jets uh making the playoffs yeah, I can. until after week? Okay. Yeah, absolutely. Just go, okay. But here's the thing though. Okay, I'll give you why why I picked the Browns. Yeah, that's yeah. I'll give you why I picked the Browns. Cause when I did this, like you said, I did records too. And when I looked at and I looked at the record, because when I'm going out and I'm and I'm looking at the schedules and I'm and I'm and I'm and I'm, and I'm marking, I'm like, I know okay, I know the Jets are gonna be here. And I looked at it and I said, wow, I don't have the Jets making the playoffs. 
Like it wasn't on purpose. It was just by looking at man. When you, go, I'm telling you, when you start going through this, man. When you start going through it and take a deep dive in it, you won't think it's crazy. Some, but I'll let I'll let you get into why you didn't take the Jets. But here's why I took the Browns. Because when we last seen Deshaun Watson play a full season, yeah, how did he look, man? He you was, tell he, me. He he was he was a top he was a top two quarterback. Absolutely. So if which I believe he can regain that form. Even if he was to gain 80% of that form. Half of it. Even if he was to gain some of that. I think he puts them in a position to contend. And then when I look at what these guys have, man, when I look at their – like if you really take a deep dive into the the Cleveland Browns roster. It's one of the more talented rosters in the the And I'm going to tell you why. When I look at it and I look at a Pro Bowl Bowl offensive line, you got Jay uh, Jay Conklin up up there. You got uh, Wyatt up there who's who's a Pro Bowl tackle. And then you got an all-pro and a Pro Bowl running back who's a top three running back in this league, I believe, in Nick Chubb. And then you got an Amari Cooper. You know how I feel about Amari Cooper. I believe he's part of the reason that that got paid. So you got an Amari Cooper outside, and you went out and got an Elijah Moore who will be good in the slot. You got a David Njoku who who Deshaun Watson can use. So offensively, I believe they're, they're set. And then when you look at the defense, mm-hmm. you got a defensive player of your candidate in the Miles Garrett. And then you added a Zadarius Smith on the other side of him, mm-hmm. a guy who made the Pro Bowl last year. And then when I look in that secondary, you got a Denzel Ward, an Ohio State guy, mm-hmm. who's made Pro Bowls in this league. You got a Greg Newsom on the other side of him. So when I take a deep dive into this yeah, roster, I'm with you. Up and down, I look I just looked at it and I said, man, the, to me the Cleveland Browns are better than the New York Jets. And that's why I just came down to this last, to this last playoff spot, man. And I, and I know people may give me criticism for that, nah, but I, I'm not I don't. I, it. It, it's a legit thing, bro. I don't have the New York Jets making the playoffs, guys. So that's my wild cards: Ravens, Chargers, and the Browns. So mm. I'll let you elaborate on why you don't have the Jets making the playoffs. Okay, well, I'm, I'm gonna give I'm gonna give my other wild cards. Right, right. Go ahead. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Go ahead. Uh, I, well, I picked the Ravens, so obviously I have the Bengals right. making the playoffs. Um. Then I have the Chargers. Okay. And then this this is where it got tricky. Because I'm I was right there with you. It came down to Buffalo and Cleveland for me. And we and it simply came down to this. We all we always question about what's the we all know what the most important thing is in this league. It's the quarterback play. Mm-hmm. And Josh Allen at this point significantly you know, a tier above Deshaun Watson. Yeah, according and, to last year, yeah, yeah, for sure. And Buffalo's been there before, yes. so they're, they're, they're not trying. They're, they're they're not trying to ascend to a certain point. Cleveland is. So I, I went with the edge of them, and I think I think that Josh Allen is going to have a great season this year. An unbelievable year. Now I picked Lamar to win the MVP, but I wouldn't be surprised, like you said, if Josh Allen won it. But I didn't pick the New York. Uh, I, I didn't pick the New York Jets, and I didn't pick the Cleveland Browns either. I gave it to Buffalo, mm-hmm. but. Yeah, man, it was hard, though, because it did come down to the Cleveland Browns. Look, man, the Cleveland Browns have had the roster that's been good enough to contend for a long time. But nobody really gave them any true credence or, uh, you know, any really recognition for it because we knew that the quarterback played left a lot to be desired. So, like you said, last time we seen Deshaun Boston legitimately. Now, I, I don't use I don't take what he did last year in any type of capacity. I mean, you take almost a two and a half yeah. years off football. It's hard for you to come in and you know. But you take he, two year, if, years if, off if of he, anything. If he can regain, like you said, if he can regain 70 percent of what he once was in, in Houston, along with this roster, 
They have they, the Cleveland Browns have elite talent at, at, at all the spots you want to have them in. They have an elite running back in Chubb. They have an elite number one receiver in uh, Amari Cooper. They have an elite tight end in Njoku. Absolutely. They have a stout offensive line. They have an elite pass rusher in Miles Garrett. They have an elite uh, player in the corner, at, at the cornerback position, Denzel Ward. They have all the pieces. So if Deshaun Watson can 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 remain can get back to the form that he once was, this team is extremely dangerous. And it's, it's unfortunate because if, if the AFC wasn't the gauntlet that it was this year, they'd easily be a playoff team in my own mind. But I don't even know if they go <laughs> to see this roster and see that I have them at third in their division is insane. The the the, the talent level in the AFC is uh is insane. But yeah, it came down to Buffalo and Cleveland for me. For the last spot, and I gave Buffalo the edge because I think Josh Allen is just that great. He's going to have a tremendous year this year. And that leads me to the thing, to the point that both of us, neither one of us has the New York Jets making the playoffs this year. And let's kind of get into that. Okay, go ahead. And this is nothing to me. For me, this is nothing against Aaron Rodgers. Nope, nope. Because, nope. you know, I've had my problems with uh-uh. Aaron Rodgers, but this is nothing against him at all. Have you seen the schedule for the New York Jets to start this season? I have. It is very possible that they start the season off two and four. It does. It is, and that's what I had them two and four. And when you look at the when you look at the rest of the teams in this conference, if they start the season off two and four, I w- I would say their ceiling at that point is 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 what nine wins. I just don't I don't think that will be enough to make the playoffs. I don't. And you know, like you said, this is nothing. To, I mean. Me and you have both had our issues with Aaron Rodgers in the past. But I just don't think their roster – now, they have a good roster, but I think when I look at compared to some of these other teams, right. it just doesn't match up. And not not to cut you off, but I don't think for them an issue of acclimation, I don't think that'll be uh, difficult for them because you got to remember their offensive – Offense coordinator is Nathaniel Hackett, a guy who Aaron Rodgers is familiar with. Right. He's got a Randall Cobb and he's got an Alan Lazard, so those guys are pretty familiar with this system. So I don't think getting familiar with the system is is going to be a huge problem. But like I said, man, just looking at the schedule, just man, it's, it's rough, bro. I mean, just it's rough to me. Just their division, like you got you got Buffalo twice, you got Miami, you got Miami twice. Like I know the Patriots have been. Kind of on the could, on, they could easily still they've been from yeah them. they've been kind of on the downhill lately but at the end of the day this is still Bill Belichick you know he's gonna right uh, have a game plan ready for 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 these guys so just at their division they could they could have four or five losses right there yeah like yeah. you just just looking I mean like I just said they got the Bills twice they got the Cowboys they got the Chiefs they got the Eagles they got the Chargers <laughs> like. Good God. Like, this schedule, they got the Browns week 17, and that's a game to keep your eye on because that could come that down, could, yeah, that could that come could come down, down to a playoff position. Game, yeah. So, yeah, like I said, just it, looking at their schedule, it's man, it's going to be hard for It's nothing against guys. Aaron Rodgers. I know I've had my issues with Aaron Rodgers, but, man, when you look at this schedule and you look at the division that they in, it's going to be tough, man. It's going to be tough. And I, it, it's, and it's like you said, I'm, this was not intentional to do this. I'm just going through the teams. I'm, just like, looking down and, like, teams. I don't have the Jets nowhere on her. <laughs> and like, like I should, I, I surprised myself because I was like, just by starting, like, just because I went schedule by schedule, team by team, division by division. Just by starting, I was like, okay, I know Jets at 10 and 7, 11, 11 and 6 or whatever, they're, they're going to make the playoffs. And then I looked at my, 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 
my schedule, I said, wow, I do not have the Jets in the playoffs. And like I said, it wasn't on purpose. Mm-hmm. I was just looking at their games. and I, These are going to be some tough games to win, man. Yeah. They really are. It, it is, man. So, yeah, I just – I like, you know, it's going to be interesting to see how it all unfolds. I Like, and – I got the Jets finishing at, at, at nine wins. Like when I was, because I really, I, I went to their schedule and I picked, you know, wins and losses and I got it. And I was like, I just don't think that'll be enough. And, oh boy, we'll see what, what <laughs> if, because, you know, I, I don't know if you, if you watched Aaron Knox, been watching Aaron Knox, because that's essentially what it's been. It's been all about him. Mm-hmm. Uh, but listen, Aaron, man. If you come out here and you don't produce this year, ain't nobody going to be kissing your butt telling you to come back in New oh, York. Oh, this is New York, man. This is a different beast for you, bro. So if you get off the two and you get off to a two and four start, don't think that you're going to be able to show up to the stadium. I mean, and every say R E L A X. Yeah, they're going to tell you to. Yeah, they're going to tell you to. They're going to tell you to go back to the darkness where you came from. <laughs> so yeah, it's going to be interesting to see. But yeah, I, I was surprised that I didn't have the Jets on there. It wasn't intentional. It was nothing to do with what I, what I have against Aaron Rodgers. But it, it's going to be tough for them. It's going to be tough. It is. All right, man. That's our division winners, man. Football is back. It's back, baby. I can't wait. Thursday. This Thursday, Lions versus Chiefs. Uh, they'll be revealing the banner. I'll be tuned in. And uh, that can uh, – not saying that the Chiefs the Chiefs are going to lose, but – Oh, it's, it's – I mean, especially that – I mean, well, that's probably, that's essentially the toughest place to play in that building mm-hmm. against that quarterback to start the season on, on the night that they're being crowned world champions. All right. That's – Kind of a tough act, but and I'm then like, depending on if Travis Kelsey will play or not. Yeah. I mean that you know, but you know he is Patrick Mahomes. But I mean, he is a force to be I mean, there's with. precedent for. I mean, we seen what the Bills did to the Rams last year, just went on yeah. and, and demolition. We seen what the what the Kansas City Chiefs did some years ago, going in Foxborough and just you know completely uh, demoralizing. Yeah. A lot the of Patriots. times you're on the emotional high, yeah. and so things can get out of control. But yeah, man, it's looking forward to it. Yeah, me too. I, I want to get your opinion on something real quick before we get out of here. Uh, let's, let's let's dabble a little bit into the NBA. Okay. Rich Paul recently went on Gilbert Arenas' podcast earlier um, yesterday. I don't know if you heard this. And, about uh, the scrutiny. Yeah, yeah, made a made a comment about you know the scrutiny about uh, that you know LeBron goes through now. It is not. It is not in nearly what what Jordan had to go through, and uh, you know. Which which he may have a point in that type of stuff, but but here's the question I have for you: Is it a part of you that ever like really gets you know, kind of kind of tired of the LeBron and Jordan comparisons? Yeah, I do. Like I, here's here's where I get tired and annoyed when you have to tear one down to build one up. That was going to be my point that I was going to make. Like now, I've I, always said, let their resume speak for themselves. Exactly. And that that goes back to like that that thank you for that because that goes into what I've and, and everybody knows I, I've said it on here before. I think that LeBron James is the greatest player to ever play, in my opinion. And I'll I'm always I'm always willing to come on front and say I didn't see Jordan in his prime. So I'm I, I I you know, I disqualify myself from that regard. Now, when Rich Paul says what he says, uh about, you know, Jordan not having to deal with the scrutiny and the, you know, just the pressures of social media and things like that. He may have a point when he says that. Yeah, he does. But that, but even if that is true, that still doesn't diminish Jordan or what right. he was as a player or not. Right. Just the same as it shouldn't diminish LeBron that he didn't play in the era where they were falling people in the neck. Right. Like, and you said it right there. Like, 
I, I enjoy the comparison because these are two generational great players, the top two players in the game, in my opinion. But when you when you bring stuff like that into like the context, that's completely to uplift the other. That one. has and, nothing and, and to do with ball, that has man. To do with ball. It has nothing to do with ball. And that, that's the type of thing that I get annoyed with when I have this conversation with people. Listen, if you want to sit there and say that Jordan is the better player, I won't fight you. I'm not. I, I would disagree with you and tell you why I think LeBron right. is. But I'm not. You, you but well, make it about make you, it about you, ball, you, man. You're well in your right to say that Michael Jordan was the greatest player. Right. You, you're not stupid or wrong or off base or none of that. There was Jordan was great. Right. I'm not gonna fight you because you think Jordan's the best. But when you have to when you have to make a point to uplift Jordan, right? While the meanwhile tearing LeBron James down, that's or even vice versa. Yeah. yeah. And I just you know I had I had to get your comment because that's that's the type of stuff that that annoys me. When it comes to this or this argument, this debate, it's right. when you bring stuff like that, because even if that is true, that doesn't diminish Jordan. Jordan can't help the can't help right. the, era, the time, the errors that he played in, that it wasn't no social yeah. media, that it wasn't twenty four hour sports cycles. That they, right. they can't help. That. That's just like like Wilt, like how Wilt they said Wilt was uh Wilt was like like seven seven one, and he was playing against guys that was six four or or yeah. six three. That's that not his fault. It's not his fault. It's not he only playing against who who. Who out there? Yeah, what did he, what happened on the court, man? We're right. talking about who was the better player. Don't bring stuff like that up. Like that, that, that all that is is to like that's that's when I stay away from the argument is when you try and, and because when I make when I make the case that LeBron is the greatest player in my opinion, I don't I I, I basically strictly off what he did as a player. I don't bring nobody else into it. I, I don't I right. don't, say, don't bring that I, he opened a school. Yeah, or yeah I, that I, he's a I, good I, father. I don't, I don't sit there and say, oh, well, he scored this many points. So and so only scored that many. So he can't be nah. It's strictly on Le- why I think LeBron is based off what he done. Nobody else. So yeah, when you when you have when you when you when you have when you bring stuff like that into into context, it, it's strictly to uplift one and tear the other one down. And that's where I get annoyed with the debate. So I just wanted I just wanted to get I just wanted to say that because yeah man I mean neither one of these guys should be diminished for what they did these are two of the greatest players in the history of their game right and I think a lot of times we get so caught up in the debate like me and you we've always talked about this we get so caught up in in the debate of you know you're in favor you're in favor of one guy that you don't really appreciate the greatness of what you're what you're seeing yeah. like for. Like I wanna use LeBron. Let's just use like Steph Curry. Like Steph Curry going out there and, and breaking a, a three point record. Uh uh Ray Allen's three point record. Like that's something that we probably will, will never see broken again. I mean the way the way that people are shooting nowadays, you, you never know. But for Steph Curry to, to, to break that record and shatter that at at as early on in his career and still have good years ahead of him. To me, that's something special. I take that. I take that as a privilege to see history, mm-hmm. like things like that. Like I watch Steph Curry, like on TV. Like I, I seen Steph Curry break the three point record, like things like that. Like I think we have to appreciate that. Now you know I've never been a fan of Steph Curry, but it's like I'm not gonna allow my disliking or whatever you want to say for Steph Curry to to get in the way of me enjoying history. Like just appreciate what we watching, yeah, man. man. Like it's one thing not to like somebody, like. Like you know how, like when KD went to Golden State, I was never, I was never in favor of that. Like I despised KD for for quite a while, but that never clouded my judgment on saying that this guy was what one we of the. Always say he's the greatest score we've ever seen. I, he's the greatest score I've ever seen. I've Period. ever seen in my lifetime. So I'm not gonna sit here and loud. You got a lot of guys who will sit here and lie, and, and let stuff just cloud their cloud their yeah. judgment, and it's just pure hatred. Yeah, that's all it is. So like 
Like because the because the thing is like when you, even when you ha- I mean because you can have the debate, but it, it, it's it, it's essentially it's essentially a mute and pointless debate because people on people are essentially dug in. Yeah, if somebody believes that Jordan is the goat, there's nothing that you there's can nothing say, that I can say, say to you that's gonna, that, that's that's gonna sway right. them. There's nothing, or, or vice versa. Somebody think LeBron. There's nothing that you can say, do, or sway them the other way. Right. So essentially, so man, we could talk know, all day till we're just, blue in the just, face. Just admire people for being great, man. Right. That's it. That's it, man. And I, I, I really, you know, it, it really bothers me. And I'm a LeBron fan, and that really bothered me because you attaching LeBron name to that because people are gonna think that since you LeBron right hand man, that that's coming from right. LeBron. Like you know, they're, they're just I, I don't like it when that. I don't, I don't, I don't like when people. I don't like elevating and elevating going up and throwing somebody else down. I just don't like it. Yeah. All right. Well, appreciate Rest you guys. Week. I am. Appreciate you guys for tuning in. You guys have a safe one. Take care. This is Corey Lovett and Carl Lovett Jr. signing off for Brother Level Sports. Appreciate it. God bless you.